Hello, and welcome to the B-Team Podcast. My name is John Macy. Uh, today, for a very special event, I am joined by Brendan Krause. Hello. Brent Perry. Hi, fellers. Justin Ayotte. Hey. And Milos. And the best for last. Of course. And we are here to record episode 400. Um... We've decided to make this a B-side chat on the state of the DC universe in film and television. Um, okay, so uh, I want to try not to make this just like kind of a somewhat boring thing as we go through it chronologically, but honestly, that's the easiest way I could think up to start. So um, obviously this whole thing started with the hiring of Zack Snyder to do a Superman film, which... I remember back then being at least kind of vaguely excited about it because I liked, I liked. Yes, but when they first started like talking about it, it sounded like it was going to be more of its own standalone Elseworlds trilogy, basically like the Nolan Batman movies were supposed to be. Like it was never meant to be the first step in a bigger universe, right? Oh, see, I remember them saying that right away. I no, thought. that that didn't start happening until the Comic-Con after it released, when they were like, we're going to do Batman versus Superman, and it's a cinematic universe now. And everyone was just like, wait, you... Because, like, Zack Snyder himself, like, even right up until a week before Comic-Con was saying, like, well, this Superman was never built to be, like, in a bigger universe with, like, the more colorful heroes. Like, this is supposed to be its own thing. And then just dc going to dc and they said no 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 well it made some money so let's just make that the first step and it's like you didn't set up anything right for that to be your first step mm-hmm. um so i remember being pretty excited about it because i like some of snyder's past work like 300 and watchmen um mm-hmm. but little did i realize how fucking dark and grim and jesusy he would make all these fucking movies like i don't <laughs> know I, for one, don't really need a uh, direct allegory of Superman as Jesus Christ. Like, I don't know. And then... Are you sure? And, like, the biggest thing for me is, like, they fucked up Pa Kent so bad that, like... Yes. That, that's yes. the one who's supposed to teach, like, Clark every, like, moral center that he fucking follows. And, like, you never got anything like that with him in this movie. Oh, it was, oh, it was oh, all oh, given to Russell Crowe, and it's like... The, that totally takes away from the great character that should be Jonathan Kent, and like you're expecting people to clap for this, like. But I mean, Crow's stuff was all bullshit. It was all platitudes, and then like the idea, you know. Well, uh, I mean, if you go back and watch the Chris Reeve Superman movies, like Jor El in those wasn't much different than in this, but like, right in this they tried to make him like the moral character that Clark learns from instead of Jonathan. So like, instead of right. just fucking up one father character, they fucked up two. Right, and the whole thing with me with Costner as as Jonathan Kent was like, I don't know, I just feel like the whole, it's not even, my whole problem was not the fact that Jonathan Kent was an asshole who was like super paranoid about the government and whatever else might happen to his kid if he came out and did superpowered stuff, because I think to a certain degree in our society, that's true. What my problem was, was... Snyder's total lack of understanding of how that how those things with the dad are supposed to be formative to the character because in in the Reeve movie as an example and I'm pretty sure whenever the comics have killed Jonathan it's always been something like this he has to die of something that Superman can't prevent a mortal thing where like yeah, yeah like 
And like the quote it's fucking... from the movie is all these powers and I couldn't save him. That's what he says in yep. the Reeve movie. Yeah, and it's yeah. so dumb, it's so dumb in Man of Steel when he's like looking at him go into a tornado and he's just like and he could he could have very easily saved him and he doesn't mm-hmm. do it because because basically because Costner goes like, nah, bro. <laughs> you yeah. know? No no. And it's so dumb. Like he doesn't No like... one must know. Yep. But that's the thing, like Nobody would have known who that kid was on the highway in that situation. So, like, he could have ran, thrown Costner 40 feet down the road out of the fucking, like, path, got sucked up in the tornado, and, like, showed up three towns later and just walked home. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a a basic misunderstanding of how pretty much all of these characters work. And I mean, I think that's. And that's almost how, like,. And I, I've stopped, I've given up trying to have arguments with any of the Snyder cult members because if Snyder if, if he doesn't understand how the characters work, they certainly don't. And I've always, and whenever I've gotten to a debate with those people, I'm always like, read a comic. And they're always like, the comics are terrible. Why would I do that? And it's like, um, okay. Tell me you don't know how to read without saying you don't know how to read. <laughs> So um, I can't look at the picture books. They're too hard and confusing to follow. So Man of Steel, by all reports, had a $225 million budget and made $668 million <coughs> theatrical run, which is uh, <coughs> moder- moderately successful, I would, I guess. But if Yeah, you, not a major hit, but enough to be you, like, okay, well, we can build from this. Like, if, if the expecta- but apparently, from what I remember hearing, the expectation that Warner Brothers had was that it was going to clear a billion and they claimed they needed it to because they wanted this movie to make up for the cost of the Brian Singer Superman Returns Brandon Routh mess, um, and and fix the damage from the Green Lantern movie, the Ryan mm-hmm. Reynolds Green Lantern movie, a year yep. and a half beforehand, which was supposed to be the actual start of a shared universe, and then they, of course, DC think on the fly, oh fuck. Our first try didn't work, so change everything, and then oh, this is bound to catch on after we make fucking running changes. Like it's no planning, no planning from that studio, and like compared to compared to Man of Steel, Green Lantern is fucking Lawrence of Arabia. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Green Lantern's funny to watch because it's like you can literally watch that movie and see like every little problem that comes up. The director just goes, ah, throw some money at it, throw some money at it, and then like halfway through the movie, he opens the drawer of money and he goes, oh no, no more money. Here's the funny thing, right? I and not to go on a non DCU related tangent, but I always feel like there's like a parallel universe where Taika Waititi could have done that movie instead because he's fucking in it. See, to me, Taika Waititi, you don't get him, you don't get him to write an existing franchise movie. I know, Brent. My point is, he's in the fucking movie. In which one? Green Lantern. He's his friend. He's like the guy who shows the suit. Oh yeah, he is, isn't he? Yeah, he was actually in it somewhere, and like they had this, they had Martin Campbell direct it, who apparently hated Ryan Reynolds' guts the whole time, (laughs) and that's a big part of why it sucks so much. But uh. You know, I just always thought it was funny that there's this, like, parallel world where Taika Waititi could have done Green Lantern, and maybe it actually would have been better. Uh, yeah, I think I think, uh, I think think Martin Campbell would have been a lot better if they had given him, like, a uh, like a Batman movie or something. Yeah, Martin Campbell does, because, like, Bond movies. Who thought they'd give him a fucking... Yeah, he did, he did two Bond movies, and he did the Mask of Zorro movie. Yep. So you would think he would do something better with a character who's a little more rounded. 
not a space cop, but yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, back to uh, the DCU stuff. The next thing they would go to was the what originally started as the the Man of Steel sequel, but was desperately turned into a Batman introduction movie because everyone loves Batman. Yeah. So it and this has been DC's problem for fucking decades. Is anytime they try something different and it doesn't catch on in the first ten minutes, they run back to Batman. Batman. Yep. Run back to Batman. Yep. And I did I personally, I don't know what everyone else thinks, I did not object to Affleck's casting as Batman. Like I actually thought he was a decent Batman. Well on paper it was fine, just in yeah. in practice it they didn't I mean, write anything does for him. Really have any criticisms about his acting as Batman? I feel like oh. that's like the mm. only thing about that movie that's praised generally. Like, well, we you can tell writing, you can... but he plays it like, like how could you have played it better? With you can tell movie? after after BVS, he definitely checks right, out because like but they're, BVS, they're and... like how is he I mean, not given the... like that? No, BVS he does. He does a perfectly serviceable job as Batman. It's just there's nothing really written for him to be Batman, and by the end of it, they turn him into Punisher instead of Batman, and it's just like okay. By the end of it, it's within twenty minutes. I mean, he's well, okay, a fucking, he's yeah. A fucking, you know, the, again, this is another character that Snyder doesn't get. He, you know, what are what are Batman's two cardinal rules? I don't kill and no guns, and what. You know, there's a whole thing at the beginning of BVS where, like, yeah, technically he's not killing people, but he's putting the stupid bat brands on them, and then they go to prison, and he knows that everyone that goes to prison with one of those brands is getting beat to death. Oh, yeah, he knows they're going to be killed in prison, and it's like, well, that makes you no better. Like, that, yeah. Yep. So, like, But again, when you start, you're like, Superman in DC is supposed to be the, like, pure good character. Batman is more the chaotic good character, right? If you go by, like, the Dungeon and Dragon scale, like, yep. once you make your, like, pure, mm-hmm. your brightest light character, like, almost as dark as Batman to begin with, then you have to lower Batman so far to get him to back down to chaotic yep. compared to that, like, just, no, this was not a good good idea. On and, any... I saw, and I saw a bunch of interviews around BBS with Snyder, where he was asked, like, you know, by, you know, it was people from, like, sites that covered comic books and stuff, where, where they would ask him the question, like, don't you get that Batman doesn't kill people and doesn't use guns and things? And the response was always something like, oh, he absolutely would do that. That's insane. Well, that's boring. My my version would. Right? Okay. It's like, well, then, well, then you don't care about Batman, so why are you doing that? back on, you know, Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. But even in that, like, he yells at fucking Robin, and he's like, no, we don't use guns. Guns are the en- weapon of the enemy. And then he goes out and snaps a couple of next ninja style. But it's like, okay, well, at least he's not using guns. So, like, we understand why he got more jaded and, like, more willing to kill, but he still has at least one main tenant that it's like, no, that's that's a pussy weapon. But my problem with BVS was not that, and we've talked about this ad nauseum over the years, but I think this might be the first time we've actually gotten it on air, is... You know, so the whole thing builds to this fight between Batman and Superman, obviously. It's in the fucking title, for God's sakes. And uh, my problem is that that fight, which is actually pretty neat up until, you know, it's too short for a for a movie as long as that one is. If you Even with the extended version, it's still really short. You know, It's that, not even that the fight was short. It's the conclusion was so, so full of poo. Yeah, well, because the whole thing, it, Snyder and his... Why did you say that name? 
Snyder. It's his mommy's name. Like, oh my fuck, really? Who wrote this? Like, say, Snyder and his decides to make the the whole thing that will suddenly make them understand each other that their that their mothers have the same first name. And like, I've heard so many stupid bullshit arguments of like that idea makes Batman realize that he's just another person and it's not, you know, it's like bullshit. Well, that idea wouldn't be bad if they actually did that in the movie. But yeah. it's literally like he hears his mom's name and then she says, that's his mom's name. And then like everything's like, oh, well, we're friends now. It's like stepbrothers, like where they hate each uh, other. And then they're like, oh, are we, do we just become best friends? I think so. Like, Add that to Ninja Turtle Doomsday, um, ADD Lex Luthor, played by Jesse Eisenberg. And, I mean, Wonder Woman's decent, I guess, but we'll get into her in a little bit. I mean... That yeah. version of Lex Luthor, uh, it made me hate that version of Lex Luthor, first off. But, like, it made me think that Jesse Eisenberg would kind of be perfect to be arcade in the Marvel Universe. I mean, that's basically what his version of Zuckerberg was. Mm. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so this one was, uh, from what I remember at the time, this was almost, like, universally hated by anyone outside of the Snyder Mob. Um I actually had made the mistake of paying to see it twice on opening weekend with different people. And then the f after the first time, I was like, dear God, is there some way I can get out of going to this again? This <laughs> is oh, one of... You mean BVS? Yes. Mm -hmm. BVS made me, like, not only rethink my life, but <laughs> rethink my, my fandom of Batman. And made me think that <laughs> made me think that there was nothing in this world that could ever be happy ever again. <laughs> Basically, yes. That's it. I wanted, it was, to, I wanted to walk off a bridge after watching it. It was movie. the first movie I walked out of that I was just like, man, that actually, like, I go to movies to get in a good mood, and this one literally made me question, like, what have my life choices been? Like, this this isn't what this is anymore, is it? Mm -hmm. I like, was literally at, like, a like a 95 anticipation for this movie because it was finally Batman and Superman in the same movie together. We were going to get that on screen. I liked what I saw in the trailers. Blah, 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 blah. Then all of a sudden, the movie comes out, and I just went from a 95 to a negative 95. I was just like, Yeah, oh and, like, neither one of them you can really get behind because, like, they're both assholes. And, like, mm -hmm. everything everything that's in the movie is teases at stories that would have been way better than the story they decided to tell on screen. That they're like, oh, we might get to it if you're good little boys and keep paying us money. And it's like they never, ever had any plan to do any of it. Like. Mm -hmm. Towards the end, I rooted for Doomsday. <laughs> right. um, I just wanted him to kill them all. Yeah, the other thing was that at one point this was supposed to this was supposed to open on the same weekend as as uh, Captain America: Civil War, but they very smartly backed off of that. You know, say what you will about whatever your opinions of Civil War are; it's clearly a better movie than this is. Um, and I want to say that's like. Uh, that was the beginning of the trend of Disney muscling mo other companies, big movies off of certain weekends. Yeah, no, I because like up until yeah, then, like they were competing neck and neck, and like it was like, ooh, should we run it? Like there was a question, but like after I want to say like the first Avengers movie and like the next couple after that, like 
that's when they really started to be like, we're picking this fucking date, and if you fucking think you're brave enough to come against us, go ahead. And, like, nobody was for yeah. up until, like, recently. So, by all reports, BVS was made for $250 million and grossed 873 Again, not on paper a failure, just I don't think not what they would expect something with these two characters in the same movie to actually do. Um, I remember the joke back when was that uh, it made like I think a hundred eight million in profit, and Ant Man from a year before made like a hundred and ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ant Man was technically a better grossing profit than this, and it's like you have a guy who shrinks with an angry Michael Douglas, and that yep. made more money than Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman. <laughs> okay, which this is true, yeah. So, and te- technically, like, the worst possible cameos for, like, the rest of the ones that'll show up in Justice League. Mm-hmm. Uh, which brings us to the next movie chronologically was Suicide Squad, directed by David Ayer. Um, uh, which... The um, the Academy Award-winning Suicide oh, Squad. For, for makeup or whatever, right? Yeah. Was it for best makeup or something? Hey, so, yeah. Um, this was, um... This was, you know, your... You know, we all know what the Suicide Squad is. I think most people that listen to this would know that. It was basically a filmed attempt to do that. Um, I, I mean, there's no... But this is also, like, Marvel in competition also released Guardians of the Galaxy, which had, like, trendy music fucking moments. Well, this this and, was like, like, definitely trying to ape off that. And, and uh, like... Definitely not doing it as well. Uh, my- well, the whole, like, drama behind this one was, like, Based, oh, was it David Ayers made the movie? Yeah. Like, he had his cut done, and then they put out the trailer and added in, like, some pop culture music. And, yeah. like, that got such a big buzz that they literally had the trailer company recut the movie. Yes, they and did. Re- reshot a bunch. Fucking mess. <laughs> like, yeah. and I, it does I, have a couple of likable moments. Like, it was probably the best movie on the DC slate so far, just because some characters did have a little bit of fucking humor. They just weren't these grim, dour fucking, like, monolith characters. Yep. Now, I'm probably... But it was not a good movie. (laughs) I'm probably in a a minority with this one. I acknowledge it's terrible, but I still enjoyed it, even though I knew it was terrible. Um, Uh, Yeah, I'm totally with you. I I liked it more than the new Suicide Squad. Mm. I don't know if I would go that far, but... um, I mean, a cup. There are a couple of massive missteps in this movie too, like fucking Jared Leto's gangbanger Joker. Like, who wanted that? And what what movie did they originally tell him that was gonna be in? And then it ended up being in whatever this thing was, you know? Because I feel like it's such a different performance from everything else that's in there that he must have thought he was doing it for something else. Um, or I think I think they pitched it on like. After five or six movies, we're going to tell, like, the whole Joker backstory, and we're going to make it something totally, completely different than it's ever been before, except for that one video game that they were trying very hard to ape. Yep, or he was told he was going to be the main villain of the movie, and then they recut it, and he wasn't. Uh, well, I think I think he was basically told, like, do this as your introduction, and we'll bring you back as, like, a good Batman villain at some point, and that just, we know that never happened. Plus, I kind of wonder, too, if... um. You know, I, and I know 
don't know if Snyder oversaw this movie as like the person in charge of the whole thing, or if it was all air and whatever studio. <laughs> but I, I almost, I do want to see whatever his cut was because I feel like, oh yeah, hundred percent. What they, what they had these, what they had these characters do is a total misunderstanding of what the Suicide Squad even is. Well, yeah. it's like there's there's some bare bones stuff that you can tell was like Ayer's idea that like it's like oh well that would have been interesting if they actually did anything with it but like yep. where it was so hacked off by that trailer company to make the final cut of the yeah. movie that we got like a lot of like Ayer's plot threads that would have actually went through the movie just got cut out like there's a yeah. bare bones mention early and then like there's like a supposed payoff that means nothing because they didn't set it up in the movie. So it's like, it lands as fucking about as well as a wet fur. Like, no, definitely. I just wanted a black ops thing closer to what we get in the gun movie. Not like this thing where all these people without powers, like a guy with guns, a guy with fucking boomerangs and a bimbo with a mallet are fighting a bunch of demons. Like really? I mean, those most of those guys are regular Suicide Squad members in the comics. Oh no, I'm not, I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's inappropriate in that sense, but it's just like, why would these be the people you would send against like some giant demonic incursion thing? Like, really? Well, because I don't think when this movie started, there was supposed to be the demonic fucking villain. The yeah. way it was, like, yeah. I think it was supposed it was going to be something a little bit more fucking tame and laid back and like mostly like Joker probably would have played some part towards the final end and like Enchantress might have been corrupted. Well, I think he was. I think he was supposed to. Was. And then everything just ended up so hack job that like they didn't have a coherent story. Like there was a couple of moments that worked. There was a couple of characters that were actually pretty good casting overall. Yeah. Like yeah, fucking. I- uh, Viola Davis, as much as I dislike her in like person from what I've seen in interviews, she's great Amanda Waller. Like well, I'm looking perfect. forward to like, the, I'm looking forward to the show. Um mm-hmm. for that reason. Uh so this one Well I think I think uh I think that one was supposed to be more on the idea of like a Sultan uh Arkham than, oh, the, the, than yeah, what yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. And and I think and I think that's why they took the assault on Arkham uh, Arkham story or whatever and animated it because I think that's originally mm-hmm. what the plan for the for the live action movie was basically and then yeah. and then Air came in and wanted to add all the weird freaky shit to it and yeah but you, you think it was kinda... Air that added the fucking like creepy witch see I, I think that would have been more like the trailer company cut everything together and they were like, okay, we need to film an ending and we need fucking, we need to do it without being able to get half the actors back. So like, what can we CGI as a background? And that ended up being most of the movie. Yeah. See, this is why I think, this is why I think like the, the bad guys and all that stuff were mandated by the studio and not by David Ayer. I mean, David Ayer makes cop movies and war movies and shit. So Mm -hmm. like, who would think he would do like, Let's have some weird-looking anorexic witch lady gyrate around with a fucking weird hat on, and you know, like I don't know, it just doesn't. We we t- we've talked about in the past about Star Wars having no clue how to harness their directors and stuff, but I think DC can be just as guilty of that at times. Um, I just I just looked it up the yeah. uh the so DC extended universe as a franchise has made less money. And Batman himself as a franchise. Oh God! 
That's all. Yeah, but you got to think. There's and like there's been just as many movies. But like, <laughs> there, there, there's also like years of merchandising that like these fucking like no, the the, Snyder version even, didn't catch. Yeah, but that's not. Yeah, but that's no. It's not. It's not even go. It's just all based on movies and films. Okay. It's not. It's not even based on like comics and t-shirts and cartoons and, and stuff. Cartoons and. Well, I mean, it might it might be based on like if like the um like like the Lego movie, the Lego Batman movie, the Batman one, but, yeah, okay. yeah, but but yeah. nothing that was direct to video, you know what I mean? Yeah, and you know anything that was theatrically released is okay. like it's it's like I think it's like six point like nine, and this is at like six point two, <laughs> okay. which. Which brings us to our next movie. I'm going to get actually somewhat positive on this one. We're we're up to Wonder Woman, uh, directed by Patty Jenkins and starring Gal Well done. Great until okay. the end. Yep. You, yeah, you, you just missed that fucking like Celtic scream. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so this was, uh, you know, this was a period piece largely set in World War One, uh, which I did think was an interesting. Ooh. World War One ish. Yeah, it, it was. It, it was said to be World War One, but like everything that they used was from World War Two, like down to the yeah. fucking like Germans actually being Nazis, and it's like yeah. you're doing it wrong. Like why this is history. This shouldn't be hard to fuck up. Why? Why were you booing? I feel I need to ask this. I was, I was booing World War One as the setting for this fucking movie. They should have just made it World War Two. Like they're yeah. fucking grown ups instead of just being like, oh, well, they did Captain America in, in World War Two. We can't do Wonder Woman in World War Two. Let's make it World yeah, War One. Yeah, but they did it in World War And then, War, we, and then we're gonna World act like, and then we're gonna act like that fucking episode from Friends where nobody knew who we fought in World War One because nobody fucking talks about World War One. Just put it in fucking World War Two, like it's supposed <laughs> to fucking be. You fucking morons. Anyways. Yes, but like. The way that they portray this, this episode, Jeremy this was, episode is going to get an E next to it. They all get that. Well, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the ones with me on it, because I just fucking every, yeah, they just slip every, out. Like, every fifteenth word out of my mouth is fuck. They all get that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, that's this one. Like, I remember when, like, before it was actually finished, like. Sasha Pearl Raver, I think it was on uh, Collider. How much mess it was? Yeah, had said that like they're they're recutting it at like because they it's kind of a mess. Like there is something they can work with, but it's just not ready yet. And this was like two weeks before it hit theaters. So like, yeah, she ended up getting thrown under the bus by all her fucking friends on the show that she was on. And then when the movie came out, like you can tell that's exactly what happened because like the first two thirds of the movie, it's like actually building towards this. Like there's no easy way to win a war and like, you're going to have to make hard choices. And then like at the end of it, like an easy way to win a war. It's just, yeah. Like the last fucking act of that movie is like a completely different, like idea and mindset and message. And it's like, okay, well what happened to the first two thirds? Like, yep. Stupid video game. It's a thing we brought up at some point before. It's like when you split that movie into two movies, it actually makes sense, and the second part it makes no sense. So the first part is actually quite good. Like it's mm-hmm. probably the best. Yeah. Uh, thing yeah, like all the setup out. stuff before they, they before yeah, they go yeah, into like the climax of the third act. Yeah. Oh, nothing here is gonna make sense. It's like it's like third, and it's like yeah, that's not what this is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I mean, you know, I can I can take or leave Gal Gadot. Um, I mean, looks great in the costume, really hot. I don't think she can act her way out of a paper bag. Uh, no, but like for all the flaws of that movie, like logically and like writing and structure wise, yeah. like Gal Gadot wasn't the biggest problem in that movie. Like no. they they made her accent work well for what they did. Like yeah, yes, you had to have other characters explain a bit of exposition more so than have it come straight from Wonder Woman because some of the lines were just she stumbled yeah. on, I suppose. But I, like. I, they uh, kind of like using Batista as Drax. Like they, they played to the strengths and kind of hid the weaknesses as best they could. So like all credit due to like who they cast and how they used her. Like I, I didn't, she doesn't look like she could swing a fucking big old battle sword. Like Wonder Woman should be able to, but other than that. Yeah. yeah. My biggest, my biggest problem with that movie is that, um, you know, and this is where I think maybe you would have been better off with somebody other than Godot in that, the best performance in your "quote unquote" female empowerment movie is Chris Pine. You've got a problem. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, but I mean, on balance, I did actually really like that one. It's still to this day the only DC movie my wife likes. Um, so that's got to count for something, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. So let's see. Wonder Woman had a reported budget of one hundred and fifty million. And made eight twenty two. Yeah, that one so, actually did. That was yeah. That, that's it's pretty hard not. They're to so happy that. with that that they rushed the second one and ruined it because yes, or not. Well, yeah, I mean that that was their first like unqualified success in this universe. I would think. Um, yeah, and I think they shocked. They got shocked. So it's like oh, how and it's like ooh, let's make the second one like right now. Yeah. Let's not let's rush everything. Make it. And let's yep. announce the third one before the second one even comes out because, like, we want to push out the third one and build excitement. And it's like, but like, if you're gonna start so her story all the way back in World War One, why the fuck did you jump to 1984? Yeah, that's a good like, why point. not? Why not do something like in the 60s, like what the height of the Cold War kind of stuff? Like, yeah. But uh, here's the thing: like, even when you look at the plot of the second one, it's I'm not even bothered by the time jump because that movie is so bad that time jump doesn't even make the list of things yeah. that make that movie bad. Well, we can also talk about that when we get there chronologically yep. too, if we want. Um, so next up was the thing that basically put the first nail in this universe: Justice League. Uh, poorly built to. I mean, let let's just throw out all the. You know, let's just not even get into all the stuff with the the director switch as little as possible. Like, I don't need, I don't think we need to get into a philosophical debate about this. But poorly built to, mostly completely unearned. Uh, entire movie operates on a false premise, um, and I don't think that as much as I didn't want to belabor the director switch, I don't think that Whedon was the best choice to do this because they either had no, had no idea how kind of the same same argument I always heard for like why wasn't uh, Black Panther in more of Infinity War because they didn't know given the order those were filmed in they didn't know how big of a hit Black Panther was going to be so he was well it's not even like just that like the director thing like yeah okay Zack Snyder had to step away and it was only so far finished but like 
you could get other directors that are closer to a Zack Snyder style to come in and finish it. You don't need yeah, to go like, like the complete. When you compare, when you, compare when you go Whedon like Joss Whedon is nothing in the directorial or writing style of a Zack Snyder. So like when you try to slam those two guys together without giving either one like a full, here you go, this is yours. Like it's you, it's never gonna fit together. Like and. My They're wife... almost completely polar opposites when it comes to the way they handle and approach stuff and the way yep. they direct stuff. Mm-hmm. Because, like, and my wife, and the ultimate the fact, Norman, like, you know, right? how can you take something that, you know, no one was supposed to do and, oh, sorry, Snyder was supposed to do and be like, ooh, let's have Joss Whedon do it because he did such a banged up job with Avengers and it's like Avengers yeah. actually were built up to. Justice League wasn't, and this is somebody actually, for all its faults and, you know, b- bad everything, I still like most of the Snyderverse. Yeah. I'm not this strong, like, I can actually point out to them and be like, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad, but hey, blame me if you want, but I, I can still sit yep. down and enjoy and rewatch most of that. I can still find enjoyment in the stuff that's, like, bad. You know, that's probably one of my main thoughts, but it's like still there is nothing like, you know, when you look at the whole, like how it came to be, how we build up to it, it's like, you know, still, ooh, let's have him play Batman. Ooh, let's toss in Wonder. It's like just you're throwing stuff in, you're throwing stuff in, and it's like there's no, you know, it's like a Jenga. At one point you're going to pull and everything's going to fall apart, and this mm-hmm. was the first piece that made everything fall apart. I liked it. You under you realize this is actually nothing holding it together. I watched it with my wife when it hit home video. She refused to see it in the theater. Um, and as a Wonder Woman fan, she was at least kind of vaguely interested in it. And I asked her when we were done with it. I was like, "What do you think?" She said, "Oh, it's terrible. It was one of the mm-hmm. worst movies I've ever seen because they took they took the." One unqualified success, and this is just the 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 Whedon version. The Snyder Cut does it better than this, but uh, they took the one unqualified success these movies had, gave her nothing to do. Every scene she's in, it's just shots of her ass and leather pants, and she's making goo eyes at Batman all day. Like she doesn't do anything. Fairness sake, you could say that about almost every character except for like Batman, Superman, and Lois. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, like, and we've talked about this in yeah, general. Because Lois is making goo-goo eyes at Superman. Yep. Like, once <laughs> once Snyder steps away, right, then this was, this was the worst example of this case I've ever seen, but obviously something similar to this happened with Solo and all these other things where similar things have happened here, but once Snyder leaves, push it back. Like, don't... <laughs> Don't See, feel like make this release date that is completely arbitrary, by the way, just so that you can get some fucking corporate bonus to, like, three people, and you release this completely abortive movie that, you know, you know, and you have... The other one that killed me was fucking Ezra Miller. Like, he's terrible. Like, who... Especially with that... And, you know, say what you will about the TV show, and it's not... Now it's not what it was then, right? But I... Because I would think back then was when it was in the good years, but, like, who would look at mm, that? Not really. Okay, but you don't like anything ever. <laughs> well, it wasn't, it was, well, first of all, I just said I liked this movie. Uh, second of all, uh, The Flash was kind of already 
um, was just out of the good years, I think, at this point. Okay. And yeah, but was it, very it, far it, out of it. The point is, like, Grant Gustin would have been an infinitely, like, mm. more likable built-in choice at that point. Like, very much, yeah. The point I wanted to make was more that they have a template for what a good version of The Flash is. Instead, let's let's cast Ezra Miller as this spazzy fucking ADD, like, I don't like people. Like, who wants that? Like, because they wanted to do, because Zack Snyder wanted to do Impulse, but you can't call him Impulse. So, yeah, well, they can't, they can't call him Bart. They had to make him Barry Allen because that's who the Flash is. So, they basically just took Bart Allen and made him Barry Allen. Yeah, which I is know. fucking stupid, you know, I but know. To, to kind of defend this movie, I guess, because I'm going to be the only one on here defending this movie. Um, I liked it. I, I thought this was the best live action version of Batman um, that we had. Um, oh, my God. I did. Really? Because patents and stuff. Um, yeah, to a point. Um, I mean, maybe they're like neck and neck right now. Um, but. Because he's still a little like mopey and and stuff like that, but I liked what um what Affleck Batman's was trying so to do. So and generic in that movie. Not, I mean, not really. I mean, if if you think about it, you know, he's he's doing like detective stuff. You know, he's um, you know, he's working with Alfred, which I actually didn't mind. What's his face is Alfred, and Jeremy I think, Adams. yeah, I think I think if uh, if um. I think Jeremy uh, Irons came closest we got to animated Alfred on screen. Um, yeah, kind of. I think I think if Andy Serkis had a little more to do, I think he could have gotten yeah, there. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, I think I think Jeremy Irons, um, was a really good Alfred. I still kind of I still prefer, um, the uh, what's his face, Michael Caine, as Alfred. But but um, yeah, I I like the I like the dynamic between. Um, Jeremy Irons and Ben Affleck. I thought that you know Ben had a lot of potential after this movie to kind of become a little bit of a brighter Batman, and maybe they could have uh, erased a little bit of what happened in BVS. I thought they could have expanded a little more on him and Alfred's relationship. There was a lot of back and forth. I thought they had a really good chemistry there. Um, but you know, and it would have been interesting to see J.K. Simmons in that universe. I would have liked to see him as Gordon. Um, but you know, it's, I don't know. It's, you know, I just, I liked, I liked, uh, what they were doing there when Whedon came in. Cause you could tell what was Whedon's and what was Snyder's. Oh, and yeah. when Whedon, when Whedon came in, he just took that BVS Batman and just rewrote a, a lot of it to make him seem a whole lot better. And I liked the more like mournful, like, uh, resentful, like Batman, like where he was like, you know what? Maybe we really should have, like, you know, came up with a better resolution than just fighting each other, and then you know, me killing him or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, or like, you know, him dying. Like, you know, there should have been a better. I like that. Like, you know, Bruce like learned his lesson from that and stuff like that. And you know, I like the back and forth between him and Diana. You know, it reminded me a lot of the animated series. Um, you know, I just I just liked some of that stuff. You know what I mean? And then like him, him going to um, what call it? They're looking for Aquaman, and he's like, yeah. "I hear you talk to fish." Like I, oh, I like God. that because it's because it's because that's like 
Because because that's the type of shit that like you know Batman would say like in the animated series or whatever or even in comics. You know what I mean? He would like make fun of whatever your superpower was. You know what I mean? Because he's the guy without one, and you know he wants to make you seem like you're an idiot or whatever. You know, so it's like a little like I get that it, it came off a little cringy, I guess, but like yeah, well, it's, a, it's like, a ham, uh, it's a ham-fisted switch. But at least they tried to give him some personality. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's not perfect. It's not perfect. I think me, uh, when yeah. you look at Ben Affleck, and I'm a big fan of uh, Batfleck, he's actually much better Bruce Wayne than he is Batman. Yep. Yeah, all the I stuff mean, that you just named and called out as they did good with him, that was all Bruce Wayne. That wasn't Batman. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, well, let, then then I'll say I he's mean, the best yeah, Bruce okay, Wayne. Okay, like they're the same, but it's like the way. Yeah. Uh, ben Affleck played Bruce Wayne. He's probably the best portrayal of Bruce Wayne we got on screen. I, I thought yeah, but I'm, that movie was so bad. Like, ironically, like the... I'm, I'm like I'm really bummed. One thing about the whole Justice Matterverse, uh, one thing that really bummed me out is that we never got Ben Affleck's uh, Batman because oh, that's something movie. that I yeah. would really want to see. That that was honestly the only one I would have been interested in. Like in terms I, of the I humor, really... the the yeah. Whedon movie just has. Just some of the worst humor ever in a comic book movie, in my opinion. Like the a scene where he visits Aquaman, I unironically think the "Is she with you?" line from BVS fits more within that movie than like almost any attempt at humor in the the Justice League movie. Like it is, mm-hmm. it, it feels so out of place half the well, time. Well, it's so forced in because you can tell the original stuff that they were working with had none of it, and it's like that's again like if you could have given. If you would have given someone like Whedon a full movie to like actually start to work personalities in from the start, you probably would have got a more Whedon project where like it's a little bit weird and quirky. It might not be great, but it's at least a movie. But like again, by trying to slam the two together, like terrible. And like again, it was only fucking yeah, done. You get, no, done so you get no expression from either of them because they're both like so. Well, that's just blind. it. Like you. You, you don't yeah, have any not, vision for the movie. Like, actually, exactly. Neither of them one guy, actually one guy's writing his dark style, and the other guy's writing his quippy humor style, and they just never fit together. And it's like, okay, well, this yep. tonally, it just you, it's bad. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to say, I, wanna, I don't want anybody to think I'm saying because a lot of times when I say this stuff, you guys think I'm saying it's a great movie. No. There's a difference between the quality. No, of you're, the you're movie just saying the stuff and, that and the you quality don't like of it, the characteristic. Like, so I don't think I don't think it's a, a great movie. It's a it's a decent movie. I think it's yeah. better than a lot of people give it credit for. Like I go back and I've watched it again. Um, that's probably well, the only few, that like, one's the only one I've gone back and watched multiple times. There's scenes and, and moments that could have yeah. led to something like closer mm. to what you think of as right, but it, they just never yeah. they never got there. Here's but I the but I fight. think but I think but I think I think. Batfleck in that one. I think Ben Affleck in that one, I think, was closer to what you want in a Batman than really any of them have been. Just because, like, even like I'm like I'm a big fan of the Keaton movies, but like but even on those, like like Bruce Wayne is a little weird and like then his Batman is still kind of like a killer guy. Where in this one, in this Justice League movie, if you get rid of BVS from your head. Just in this Justice League movie, I don't think he like accidentally kills anybody. Like he doesn't like the only thing is like those big fucking demon things, but 
that's different. I mean, that's not like a person person. It's a demon thing. You know what I mean? But like, and in terms of actual human beings, I don't remember him killing anybody. You know what I mean? Or accidentally killing anybody or maiming anybody to a well, certain that's, extent. That's, that's, that's only know? because there's like, other than the main hero, there is nobody else in this movie. Yeah. Mm. No, like, there's no citizens. There's no bystanders. There's no, like, they tried to course correct so much <laughs> from what people were complaining about with Snyder's like super mass destruction and like city falling over and like everything being so over the top and grim dark. Like they tried to course correct and they went so far 180 that again, like it's the same idea as with the director choice. Like this, yeah, it just, nothing was ever meant to fit together in this. And instead of actually being like, okay, we fucked up. Let's start from scratch. They had to hit a certain date. So four or five people in the studio executive group, could get certain bonuses and if they're willing to throw away like actual good product just to make sure that they get paid you're not going to get a good product and like i'm going to jump off here in a minute so like flashing forward to the gun stuff all i'm going to say is like yeah i'm excited to see what he might be able to do with a lot of these weird side characters and stuff but i don't trust this studio like they've constantly made the wrong choice and like yeah, there's a few plate positions changed, but it's still the same mentality that's running the ones that are in place that, like, I can tell them what to do and I can change the thing here. And, like, if it doesn't stick right away, are we going to stick to the same schedule? So, like, I'm willing to give Gunn the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to see the first couple, like, that are actually his movies and see where it goes. Like, I, yeah, I'll give it a try. I'm cautiously optimistic, but, like, I'm hoping he can do something there, and I don't know if he can with the studio being as hands-on as they always seem to be. But as long as he can keep them like at bay, we might actually end up with a half-decent DC universe. Yeah. So, all right, I'm going to jump out, and happy oh. 400, boys. Yep. Hopefully oh, we'll, yeah. get, we'll get to another 400 in a couple of years. So, <laughs> yeah. All righty. Have you, man. Later. Okay, so here's here's my argument that that entire movie is built on a false premise, right? So the whole thing is that basically the entire world is is sad and depressed because Superman's dead. Bullshit. You spent two movies making the world hate Superman, and suddenly they all give a shit now that he's dead. Like, please. <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, I think I think I think having it set in that universe is probably what really like hurts the movie because. I mean, like you said, you know, people are supposed to expect, like, just to ignore BVS, but the problem is, is that it's still in that universe. I think if you, like, took it out of that universe and just put it on its own, I think, uh, I think it's, uh, you know, better. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, okay. So, uh, reported budget, I'm guessing it's more than this. But the reported budget of Justice League was $300 million. I'm betting it was more than this. Um, and it made 657 worldwide, which is atrocious for a movie of that sort. Um, I mean, the comparative I have is that if, a, if an Avengers movie made $657 million, there would be Marvel executives killing themselves. I mean, you know what I mean? That's just the only comparative I can think of. Um, so this caused, probably caused yet another course correction, which leads to uh, Aquaman, 
starring Jason Momoa, directed by James Wan. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm not before this movie or these this series of movies at least in the the book in the new fifty two and whatever. I was not terribly attached to Aquaman as a character, and I didn't really have that much problem with Momoa playing him as a dude bro. Uh, I actually thought that was quite entertaining. Um. You know, my biggest hang-up with that movie was the Amber Heard of it all, because she's terrible, other than, you know, looking pretty good in the outfit, but beyond that, she's atrocious. Um, and this was actually... Well, at least at least she didn't shit on, like, you know, a leaf or something that he was going to lay on, so... Yeah, true. That, that we know. That we know. Yeah, she might have. Mm-hmm. You never know. Um, and this was... Looks like this was their clearest, like, unqualified unqualified success in the sense of uh, it was made for $205 million and made $1.15 billion. Uh, and here's so, the thing. Uh, I actually, uh, sorry for jumping in here, but I actually uh, liked, to. I actually liked Memoir's Aquaman. Uh, up yeah. to that point, other than the animated stuff, my only real introduction to uh, Curry was uh, that Pilot trailer thing they did the spin-off of a small wheel. Oh, that uh, Mercy what's his Reed name? They played the uh, Aaron's wheel. Oh, so, like I knew a little, I knew bits and pieces about uh, Aquaman, didn't, but like not, you know, didn't Justin Hartley play him on? No, somebody played him on Smallville, wasn't it? Um, I can't Aaron? remember the guy. No, didn't? Oh didn't no, Smallville. Aquaman on Smallville. Yeah. Okay. I no, Hartley's arrow on Smallville. I, yeah, I forget. Hartley. I forget who it was, but uh, yeah. it wasn't just Justin Hartley. Was um, Ollie? Yeah. Yeah. But then they tried to do like a separate spinoff with that the Aquaman. Yeah, character. with Justin Hartley playing uh, Aquaman, but they right. never got it, past never like got the past, pilot. They never got past pilot. Yeah, you yeah. can find it on the internet. I think still. Yeah, I actually um, watched it. It's because I'm a Hartley anyway, fan. But going back yeah. to Momoa, I actually liked him as Aquaman, but here's the thing, like, main issue about that movie, as much as I did like it, yeah. uh, it's actually so Momoa-centered. Like, that was their selling point to the fact that everything everything else and everybody else kind of steps, takes a step back and doesn't get as developed as they should Oh, be. it was, uh, oh, it was, uh, Alan, uh, Richson. Alan, from oh, Reacher. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. All right, continue. Okay. So, and the main selling point, if any of you have any female friends 30 and over, it's like everybody went wild for shirtless Momoa, and that's oh, why God, yes. the money, that's why the money was so good, because like every woman I know of actually went and saw that movie. Oh, God. Yeah, I have female coworkers who have never read a comic every, book. Like, before. everybody I know went crazy about it. Have never read a comic book in their lives. Had never seen a comic book movie in their lives. Went to that yep. one. Exactly, <laughs> and that's why the money was there. Yep. And that's gonna be main problem with Aquaman too. Is I don't know if the draw of shirtless Momoa is still there. Yeah, we'll have to see in December, I guess. Um, yep. I mean, I'm still gonna go see that movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the next the next release was Shazam, starring Zachary Levi and directed by David Sandberg. Um, I and 
I this was this is probably my favorite movie in this universe just because it ditches all the grimdark bullshit and it's just a good I mean and some would argue it's way more of a children's movie than the the other ones are but I don't care like and those was, people would be wrong and yeah yeah but it it was really entertaining I mean you know made for far less than these movies have been like if they could if they could follow that model, I mean, because it was made for a hundred million and grossed three hundred and sixty-five, which you know, not huge, but you know, far less of a money bleeder than a lot of these other ones have been. Um, hell, I remember um, I saw it two weeks early because Fandango had a special screening two weeks ahead of time, yeah. and I want I I was so jazzed for it, I wanted to go right away. And then I spent the next two weeks before the actual release just telling everyone I talked to, you have to go see this. Because, you know, it was it was like the the perfect cure for that, all that grimdark, why do you know that person's name? That these, these movies had done up to that point. And I'm really hoping that Fury of the Gods is, you know, anywhere close to that. Um, I mean, when you look at, Everything they did Snyder-wise, like, I think you're going to come down to the fact that Shazam may be the best movie they put out. Yep. And the further you get away from Snyder's actual involvement, the, the better these movies tend to be. Yeah. Um, and after Aquaman, we have, or after Shazam, we have, oh god, I forgot we'd even have to talk about this one. Birds of Prey. Ugh. Uh... Which goes down in my personal book as the last movie I saw before the lockdowns, and oh, at, yeah, that was at, a, at a certain period of time, I thought it was going to be the last thing I ever saw in a movie theater. Um, so, yeah, this was a spinoff from Suicide Squad with with the Margot Robbie version of of Harley Quinn. I don't even remember who the director was, honestly. I it, it completely. I don't started. really think he matters. Uh, um, wasn't like was Kathy Yan. Yeah, I never oh, yes. watched it. Yes. Okay. So yeah, this yeah, is basically... I couldn't I couldn't uh I couldn't bear to watch that movie because I just couldn't I just couldn't bear to see what they did to Barbara and uh um, oh, she's not in and, it, so uh, not Barbara, um whatchamacallit there? Canary. And uh okay. Yeah, I, I I couldn't I couldn't bear to see what they did to them uh to Dinah. So uh, I was like, you know, in the birds of prey in general, I was like, nah, you know what? I'm gonna skip this one. It has. I mean, honestly, with... Dinah isn't. I mean, she's not good, but she's not terrible. Uh, Cassandra Kane is just straight up off. like character assassination, and I'm honestly to this day surprised they did not get more pushback, considering that they made you know what is technically a disabled character not disabled anymore. Yeah, I kind of question. I'm that. sure. Because I'm sure it would have been a, a refrigerator thing or something or whatever, you know. Been like, oh, why do you got to make women disabled or whatever? Like, they were bitching about with Oracle, which I'm like, that's a stupid fucking thing. Because I'm like, first of all, Oracle was a fantastic character. You know what I mean? But they just wanted to bitch about it because, I don't know. Yeah. Bitch about everything. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could see on paper, like, what they were trying to do with this one. It just... Fails on every level. Um, what they were yeah. trying to do was cash in on Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she's and she's that was, the and here's the thing: like when your uh, reason behind almost every movie that you did is trying to cash on 
As you mentioned, like Aquaman, they try to cash in on shirtless Jason Momoa, and it worked. That one worked. On yeah, on Birds of Prey, they try to do a similar thing with the the male species uh, and the Margot Robbie effect because hey, Margot Robbie. <laughs> and yep. it just didn't work because there was no substance to the movie and like Margot and Robbie, Robbie was great but like other yeah. than that it's like it still makes the movie unwatchable because I, and again I, will, I still saw I it in the her. movie theater she was the back, only, I probably see it in the movie theater again but yep. it's like the movie just didn't work she was the only one that was trying in that entire movie yeah exactly um, you have you have a performance from uh Mary Elizabeth Winstead is the Huntress who might as well have been fucking sleepwalking. Um, oh yeah, that, that's the other one too. I forgot that Huntress was in it too. And then yeah, uh, so like, no, cause she was because she was supposed to be Helena, right? Yes, she was. Is she oh, Helena Bertinelli or is she oh, Helena, Helena Wayne? Helena Bertinelli. Helena, yeah, yeah. Fuck that. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't bear to watch them all fucking be fucked up. Like, and you know what I mean? Remember, like, don't forget uh, Renee Montoya's in it. As Rosie Perez oh, is Renee Montoya. Oh, yeah. fuck, that's right. She, she was awful. And I, I love Rosie Perez. I don't she's mind she's her. like don't one of my favorite parts of fucking White Man terrible. Can't Jump, which they're fucking gonna fuck that movie up too by redoing it, but whatever. And, um, oh, you, just you know, but I'm, but I'm just like, you're like, you know what? Fuck that movie. You know what I mean? And everyone, oh, because there's a woman in it? No, it's because I love Bird Prey, and I just couldn't deal with this fucking DC crap fucking fucking it up. Margot Robbie and Ewan McGregor were the only ones in that movie who were trying. The rest of it was totally... What the hell did Ewan McGregor play? He was the Black, was mask. Black mask. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. And he's, re- he's really good in it, but he's like, he? it's completely over the top and ridiculous like the rest of the movie is, but at least he knows, uh. what, he's, he knows what he's in. You know what I mean? Where the rest of them are like... You know, like I said, uh, Winstead is like sleepwalking through the entire fucking movie, and it's like Jesus Christ! Like, it's because the whole thing was just meant to be a fucking Harley Quinn movie, and they should just made it a fucking Harley Quinn movie, not yeah. like, oh, let's just put a bunch of female characters that we have in the DC universe and just put them all into one fucking yeah, movie. That's why the you just make it a fucking clusterfuck. The, the title of the movie is the Emancipation of Harley Quinn because that yeah. was the selling for the whole movie and everything else yeah. was again thrown in there without any concept of why it's in there, what they're supposed to do and what they're supposed to be doing. Well, I think they were, they actually changed the title eventually because mm-hmm. at first it was Birds of Prey and then they were like, hey, maybe yep. more people will go if we admit it's just a Harley Quinn movie with some crappy other characters in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but here's the thing. If he had Carly Quinn riding around in the car laughing her ass off and blowing stuff up, he would make put a better movie. And more people yep. would actually go see it. So and what they did was like by adding stuff that wasn't really relevant, he just, you know, made it worse. So yep. So Birds of Prey was made for eighty five million dollars, which, you know, budget appropriate for what that movie ended up being, I guess. And that's, and yeah, that's not even too was, bad. And gross two hundred and five, so I guess technically not really a failure, just something that put them through the critical ringer, because uh, most people hated it. Um, oh, it's on fuck TNT all the time. Yeah, which brings us. Yeah, but it, how? Like it's like wasn't it massively rated R? Like what? I don't know. What would you do with that on cable? Um, so which brings us to the 
to what I'll call the pandemic era movies, Wonder Woman 1984, um, which we kind of already talked about, so I guess we can we don't really need to belabor it too much. Uh, made for two hundred two hundred million, probably your first mistake. Uh, and given the fact that at the time it was released on Christmas Day of 2021 and had the uh, concurrent release on HBO Max because they were desperate, it grossed $169 million worldwide. So the, my assumption is it lost Warner Brothers about $230 million uh, when you count the marketing costs and all that junk. Um, yeah, but you can just write it off. That's purpose. Yep. Uh, and it still doesn't make the movie any much any better than it actually is. Like no. uh, like I mentioned on the first one, it's like this was rushed from the second it was conceived. Yeah. Everything of this movie was rushed. It was bad. It took yep. everything that made the third act of the first movie bad and amplified it. Basically, yep. Chris it took Pine no still... took no like account of the actually first two thirds of acts of the first one that actually worked built something up even though they wrecked it in the end it's like everything that they could have done bad about this movie they did yeah. badly yep i think chris pine's still good uh i i generally like pedro pascal but his version of maxwell lord is a fucking dope and just needs to go yeah away. pascal was bad in this one like um, every yeah, except for Pine, everybody was bad in this one. And I, I get, I get what they were doing with uh, Kristen Wiig as the cheetah. It just doesn't like. It's like some refugee from a bad '90s Batman movie. It's just like, ugh. Like I feel like they were going for that. Like they wanted to make a, they wanted to make a spoof of like an '80s superhero movie or something, and it was just, meh. <coughs> like. More Maxwell, than anything else. Maxwell Lord and his magic wishing rock. Like, I'd rather clamp my dick with a hammer. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's not... I, I don't know. Um, so, then that brings us to uh, The Suicide Squad, directed by James Gunn, uh, which was sort of a, a soft reboot of the Suicide Squad concept. Um, Amanda Waller's still here. Joel, uh, played by Viola Davis. Joel Kinnaman returns as, as uh, Jack Flagg. Um, Jai Courtney returns as Captain Boomerang. Uh, other than that, it's largely new characters. Idris Elba uh, plays Bloodsport. I think they had originally intended uh, Will Smith to come back as Deadshot, but he decided not to so far into the writing process. They just kind of moved that character around slightly and made him... I mean, Bloodsport is actually a thing in the comics. It's not like they made that up out of nothing. But... Um, so I thought this one was decent. It had, you know, the, the usual gun aesthetic that his movies have. And it was basically a, a version of Guardians of the Galaxy, not in space with, you know, slightly morally shitty, more morally shittier characters, but I quite enjoyed it. Um, yep. I'm not, I'm I actually not... have no gripes with this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, enjoyed it. I loved it. I, there was like brought uh, some much-needed uh, refreshing to everything that DC was putting out, and mm -hmm. it was a solid movie from the get-go, uh, resulted oh, yeah. in the Peacemaker uh, series, which, again, I'm a big fan of. Oh, yeah. It's like I That's... have, we covered in the pod. Yep. 
If if the you don't know if we did the episode by episode thing or whether that was the season season recap, yeah, yeah. But it's like I absolutely loved uh, Suicide Squad. This was again like everything I wanted out of Suicide Squad, and this was everything I wanted out of a gun directed movie. Yep, I'm hoping he does another one as part of the slate that he's got going. Um, Oh, I. But I don't think he's rushing it as you know. It's not announced or anything, so no. Um, plus they're still, they're doing more of the peace, Peacemaker show, which, you know, might put that off some anyway. Uh, so this was another, this was another kind of on paper failure, but I think most people that saw this, at least that I knew kind of liked it. So I don't know what that means in those terms, but so this one ma- was made for 185 million and grossed 168 worldwide, which not great, but again, yeah, but it's a pandemic, so. Yeah, but again, the whole thing of, like, they were putting stuff out on HBO Max the same day as theater release, so to a certain extent, they were, like, intentionally kneecapping themselves, so, like, how upset do you want to be, I guess? And And if the lasting thing from that movie is that we get the Peacemaker show out of it, that's fine. I'm okay with that. Um, which brings us to, I guess, what is the last... Well, last current movie of the DCEU. We have a couple more this year that are still coming. But uh, Black Adam, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, directed by uh, some guy, some French guy whose name I don't remember. Um, and yeah, we actually Which did. We review also it. reviewed. <laughs> yeah, we also did. We actually did review this back when it came out. Um, and when you start to realize, and when you when some of the stories came out after it tanked about a lot of the behind-the-scenes junk. Like, how was this ever even made? Like, when you start to hear hear some of the stuff that came out in the last few months about the process on this one, like, how... I'm surprised at some point DC just didn't go to The Rock and be like, you know what, this is more bullshit than it's worth. Get out of here. Um, which they ended up doing anyway. <laughs> but I'm just surprised this even, got, even saw the light of day. Uh just because everything around it seemed to be just total bullshit. Um, so, Brendan, I know you yeah, said you... Yeah, but like for, our more, for more of our in-depth uh, thoughts on that one, you can check our uh, Black Adam review. Yeah, I know we did do it, I can't remember. I'm going to go back, and when I post this, I'll put the, the prior episodes where we actually talked about some of this stuff in the... Yeah. Description, but and right now. Uh, since we are doing a comprehensive, comprehensive look at DCU, uh, I do have to mention that you kind of left out the Snyder uh, cut of the Justice League. Yeah, but we already, we, already, we already did. We already did three hours on that, so I was just going to include that in the. Yeah, but you know, just uh, drop it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Name drop uh, it at least during the during the pandemic. HBO Max did release the Zack Snyder version of Justice League, four hours, way better than the original one was. Uh, still had its glorious flaws. four glorious hours. Still, still had its flaws. Still had its flaws. Though I don't know if it'd go as far as you do there, but um, I did enjoy it way more. Um, Josh and Brennan and I reviewed it back in I want to say episode thirty-five ish or so. Yeah, that was that was before my time. That was before. My time. Yes, it was. I actually. absolutely, I absolutely loved the Snyderverse. It was so. everything I wanted out of my Justice League Snyder movie. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to go as far as to say I, that's everything I wanted out of the Justice League movie, but for what kind of worse is and represents, that was about as good as we get. Yep. Um, and for Black Adam, just the financials real quick, made for 
260 million. Uh, and like, even that, even that might not be accurate. Something. Even that might not be accurate because the the uh, the reshoot the, the number that was added to it for all the reshoots that they did is a guess. So um, two sixty is the highest number that I could find, and it made three hundred ninety two million worldwide. So basically, within the last few months, you know, and Johnson had been hardcore angling for Black Adam to be the entire center of the DCU going forward. And they basically told him, like, you know what? No, get out. Um, so, which is, I think, the best part about that movie is that in in no way featured uh, Zachary Levi or Shazam. So you kind of know that whatever Black Adam did or didn't do, it's not kind of gonna ruin Shazam for us. Yeah, so nice. but I mean, some, some of that too is like I started to see a lot of stuff about how much The Rock's ego had affected that movie. Just because they did, DC actually did want to get the Black Adam character into some movie before that so that the audience might give a flying fuck. But he refused to appear in Shazam, and he refused to appear in The Flash, even though The Flash hasn't come out yet, but at one point it was supposed to come out before Black Adam. And he refused to appear, he refused to appear in both of those movies because he didn't think they were big enough. Um... And then, you know, maybe if he had done that, people might have actually been, I don't know, interested in his character. Um, yeah, it's safe to say we're probably not getting any Black Adam or Dwayne Johnson in the... Oh, no. He's basically said he's done with it. Like, he made a statement yeah. a couple weeks ago. And I feel bad for Cavill, too, as much as I don't like him as Superman. Like, a lot of the stuff that went on with Cavill is because of The Rock. Because... yeah. Rock basically manipulated him into, yeah, go ahead and announce that you're coming back and stuff. And then DC's like, no, you're not. We don't have any deal for you right now. Go away. Um, so, yeah, we should mention, too, just really quick, the uh, the one um, DCU-related thing that is, I would say, another unqualified success, which is the Peacemaker TV show. And then you have the two movies that are... DC projects that are not related to the DCU in any way. The Joaquin Phoenix Joker and Matthew Reeves' The Batman, which we did do a review of The Batman. Uh, Joker was yep. before time by a little bit. Um, and I would say both of those things are, you know, say what you will about them, but both of those things are pretty much unqualified successes. Um, but, you know, and I'm looking forward to the sequels to both of those, even though I don't really think the Joker one is necessary. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not touching Joker with the Temple Pole. Yeah. I'll still go, even though I don't really yeah, see it. I'm, I'm going to give them money for a lot of stuff, but I'm not going to give them money for that. Yeah. I just... So why don't uh, we... I don't have I don't have high standards, but I do have some standards, and I did watch mm -hmm. the first Joker, and I do, yeah. uh, while I can uh, appreciate the masterpiece that it is uh it's not my cup of cake man it's like right. i dreaded that movie it was bad i absolutely not love it so i guess we can really quickly just talk about the the four dceu i'm gonna call them the four remnant movies that are coming out this year um shazam 2 yeah. fury of the gods which I liked. I've liked based on the trailers and stuff, but I just I don't see them doing a lot of promotion. I think Brendan, you had mentioned that the promotion for this was almost nothing. Like, 
Yeah, and I I think he gets a spot in the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, it's gonna be bad. uh, I don't know, just it looks like all the charm and just things I liked about the first one just do not seem to be there on the same level. I hope hoping it's just bad marketing, but I hope it's good, but really generic like comic book movie to me, um, Mm -hmm. based on what we're seeing. Sure. And then we have uh, Blue Beetle, for which I don't have an exact release date. I forget exactly when it is. Um, I think it's October. It's okay. They'll probably move it anyways. So this was something that this was something that was originally designed for HBO Max, but um, with the Warner Brothers Discovery uh, merger and all that stuff, the decision was made not to uh, essentially to stop making movies of that level for Max. Um, the Batgirl movie with Leslie Grace was also canned completely after being finished, no less, um, as a result of this. But somehow the Blue Beetle movie uh, is a thing that exists. Um, I'm curious about it. I do like the Jaime Reyes character, and I think there's a really... You could get a really solid sci-fi movie for teenagers out of this, if you were so inclined. Um, and hopefully that's exactly what this one will be. I'm really excited to see what if that's what we get there. I would not be shocked if it turns out to be a complete clusterfuck. Um, but I have some optimism for that one. Uh, we also have The Flash starring Ezra Miller, Why God Why. Um, I just don't... Because they sink so much money into it at this point, we might as well... I know, but aren't, here's, what I, here's what I don't understand. Like, the whole idea that, right... That yes, you spent that much money on it. I get that, but it's all completely new ownership now. Why would those people who didn't actually spend that money be like, we still have to put this out? The lead actor is a fucking criminal that we can't have him do press because he's gonna fucking humiliate himself and ruin the entire fucking press hey. campaign. You know, like I just don't see. How- like, it, it seems to me to be so much of a liability to even put this thing out there. Like, why? It's definitely, they, like, they, definitely they, they are going to ruin the tax write off, I feel like. Yeah, I get Probably. But right, I mean, they, they surely have too much invested to just do tax write off, I would imagine. But isn't, but isn't it better to do the write off and get two thirds of it back than to, like, lose even more money after it drops Plus, like a, I mean, like James Gunn has said he thinks it's one of the greatest, and I quote, greatest comic book movies ever made. So who knows? Yeah. Maybe they're banking on, like, okay, the movie's good. The general public really doesn't honestly know or, like, probably even honestly care about Ezra Miller's personal shit. Yeah, as I, long I would as he's argue. not in front of camp. Yeah, you know, as long as they just keep him off the press circuit, like, they're thinking, hey, maybe we can salvage this. That yeah. That's why I would assume they're thinking. Yeah, if uh, Michael Keaton's your Batman in it and he's doing most of the press release stuff, press tour stuff, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's something that could probably... Most people still love Michael Keaton, so if he's yeah. your selling point for the movie, which looks like it is, like then they can pull off a press tour with him. And it's like, even <laughs> with people bring up uh, Ezra Miller, I think he's one of those guys who's just like, just shrug it off and keep going. Yeah. Um, I do think, Brendan, you're right, that the the main thing they have going for them is that the vast majority of the general public does not even know or care who Ezra Miller is. Um, 
So, like, you could say, you could, there will probably be some degree of, like, counter-programming in the press about, like, yeah, this guy's a degenerate, whatever, but then people would be like, okay, I just learned who he was, like, last week, why do I care? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be a massive bomb. I'm actually debating whether to even go see it or not. Um, I, I'm thinking they they avoid massive bomb, but probably lose money on it. That that yeah. would be my guess. I mean, if the movie is just yeah. like terrible, like like Suicide Squad 2016 terrible, I I think yeah, massive bomb definitely. Yeah, I also hate his version of Barry, so I'm I'm not. It's gonna oh, be. Yeah. A, it's gonna be. A I have a feeling. I have a feeling it's gonna be retooled to be more like a Michael Keaton movie and maybe a Batflick movie as opposed to a Flash movie, just because it seems like they're using this movie to reset their whole universe. Yeah, so it would make sense, it would make sense to, like, basically put a button on, not the <laughs> button, but um, to put a button on, um, you know, the, uh, you know, all the past universes, so that way they can start anew. I have a feeling that they've, you know, probably put stuff in there and rearrange things and re-edit it to make it a little better. Yeah, well... But here's the thing, if, if as point. we quote uh, Mr. Gunn saying it's the mm -hmm. best comic book movie he ever seen, I don't think he's gonna go through as much retooling as people think. Because especially if he, if he has a sort of a carte blanche to do uh to where he's not getting interference from the studio executives, but he can actually run the ship, at least for first couple of movies, mm -hmm. see how they fare. And while I do know that he's not going to be judged on stuff that has been approved and greenlit before he came on, so the comment to the Blue Beetle, the Flash, and uh, Shazam, they're not going to go in his checkboxes, whether they're bad or good. I oh, still yeah, they won't think be that we're going to get as much as original uh, Flash or whatever the hell the last proved theatrical release for the Flash was. Yeah. I don't think they spend as much money, as much time cutting out Ezra Miller and making it a Here. Batman-centered movie. I think they Here's actually it. keep Ezra Miller in there as Flash because the at least my perception of it is He's mm -hmm. actually integral to what that movie's supposed to be. To the point you can't really take him out. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna build on your point, Milos, because remember a couple months ago when they were talking about like depending on what he did in response to the criminal stuff, they were gonna determine how it was gonna be released or not. Yeah. From everything from everything I've read, the reason it wasn't just completely shut down or reshot or whatever is because he's in every scene of the entire movie and in some cases because it's a because it's a multiverse movie he's playing multiple characters in in many of these scenes so yeah i so remember you can't hearing really a, cut him out yep so i remember hearing a, a major thing to get justin in his place but then from whatever from what all the articles said is like that's impossible because you have to reshoot the entire fucking thing because miller's yep. in every second of the movie and sometimes playing more than one person. So it's like, how do you, you know, I, Justin, I get your point about like tool it around Keaton and if Batflip, Batflick shows up in it and stuff, but if that's, well, you can't. If, that, 
if that's really the kind of movie this is where he's in literally every second of it, I don't know how you do that. Um, you know, so that's what I'm thinking. Like this movie doesn't work as intended unless Ezra Miller's in it. Yeah. And that's, that's why you can't really cut him off. Even if you do cut him out of certain aspects where it's like, Hmm, we can do this particular scene without him. Like he's still really, really integral to what they're trying to accomplish yeah. with the movie to where they cannot just cut him loose. So he I mean, has some to of be the, in the movie. Some of the still photographs I've seen, he's in it as three people. Like, there's, like, four people in flash suits, and, like, three of them are him. You know? So it's like, how do you... How do you well, do I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think three of them are him. Right, but they're all played by him, though. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't think they are. Are you talking about think. that scene where they, like, see, like, the three flashes all together or whatever in, like, that one yes. scene? He That's not all him. He is playing multiple multiple versions of the character in this movie. That's why that's why they haven't just scrapped the entire thing because they'd have to they'd have to reshoot it from the ground up in order yeah. to do what anybody suggests because he's No, Justin, the- you're right. There are like some other versions not played yeah. by him, but he's also okay. like like it's it, you're both right. Like there are versions oh. not played by him, but also like some other played by him as well. I was going to say cuz they're they're clearly not him in the trailer. But but I've also seen I've also seen some still photographs where he's He's clearly playing three people standing next to each other. So no, like, you're like you're both right. <laughs> you know, and I'm well. Sure, I didn't see any trailers, so I have no idea what you like. And about. I'm sure, and they've been hiding this, but I'm sure Gustin's going to show up in this for at least like two minutes. But I mean, I don't think you could like reshoot the entire thing to put him in. I mean, why? Place. Why would they? Like, I feel like that's like. Let's say they reshoot it with Grant Gustin. Does it suddenly make hundreds of millions of dollars more? I no, but, really it, but it's here's the thing: out. but you do well, have to like if the budget is if the budget of that movie is as well, you, you perceive over, like I mean, over when you say million, like like are you gonna are you gonna be like you're not gonna recoup much money? It's like you're not gonna make. I, I say salvageable. I say salvageable in the sense of Gustin in there. I say salvageable in the sense of, and it's not feasible. Like it's n- it's not feasible to reshoot a movie that size with this guy in it from you know like redo the entire thing. That's not feasible. Yep. But let's yep. say it was hypothetically. When I say salvageable, I mean you're not putting a borderline psychopath at its center, where you're you're at least putting a guy that people like at its center, and. At least maybe you can get out of some of the bad press if he's in it and Miller isn't. Yeah, but I still think that's basically shooting a whole new movie. Oh yeah, no, like, point, it's, like it's, they're it's so not... they're like they're so deep. You like the the money pit that they dug for this movie is so deep. Yeah, like yeah. they're trying to. I guess like, at this uh, point I guess you're my trying to be cut like... costs wherever you can. That's why I'm yeah. saying, like, whatever the last projected theatrical release of this movie was supposed to be, that's what we're getting. Oh, you mean, yeah. Oh. yeah. I guess sure for me, gonna... my question would be, like, let's say, you know, the movie with that has Ezra in it, if you reshot it, it, let's say in some alternate universe where Grant Gustin was the Flash and they used the exact same script, I mean... I feel like it doesn't honestly make that much more money if it's him starring yeah. from the start. No, it probably it probably wouldn't. I'm just thinking in terms of the like 
let's just say, you know, our our perfect scenario for this is that the vast majority of the public doesn't know or care about any of this shit involving Ezra Miller. So the people that, that would have seen it go and the people, you know, and it makes a decent amount of money. The nightmare scenario is somebody latches on to all his bullshit and it fucking torpedoes the movie. Like, yeah, you know. here's the thing. I still see the movie being the piece of a puzzle that they need. Right. Whatever, like, they're already assigned the fact, like, they're already resigned to the fact that their movie isn't making any money. At oh, yeah. this point, I think them, their movie out. only serves as a piece of a puzzle, as in this is something that we need to tell a story about everything that happens in there afterwards, where we people don't have to be like, well, why did this change? And why did this change? And why did this change? And who are these people now? Like, well, you can my... always go back, and it's like, yeah, but we had Flash, and in the Flash movie, like, that whole thing just... Your starting point from this point on. So the I think Flash you got a point. I think you got a point as, a, as a puzzle piece where it's like this movie is supposed to, I don't know, resets everything. So yep. they're going to use it to reset everything. And the story that the movie tells is vital enough to where we need it, even though we're, gonna, we're not going to make any money. In fact, we're already losing money on this thing. Well, it's, it's... We're probably going to lose more money, but we need it because it is a vital point in the story that we're trying to tell. Yeah, I mean, really, now with... Like that's, with... that's how I'm looking at it, because like that is the only logical or reasonable thing about that. Like That's the only way releasing that movie makes sense. Other than that, like there's no reason to put their money out, as I think Brandon mentioned. like You can just write it off and get two-thirds of it back through tax purposes. So it's like... Yep. I mean, really, you know, to me, the only way it's feasible, even, like, if it is if it is the puzzle piece you say it is, and I kind of agree with you, like, that's the only reason I think you'd even put it out at this point. It's got to be a Flashpoint type thing that they're going to use to... Yeah, probably. They were, they were probably going to use it to reset the DCEU anyway before all the gun shit. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, no, it's perfect re- reset point for everything yep. that's going to happen. So but they that, obviously actually, need it. It's actually not the last movie, though, because Aquaman 2 comes out after it, which is kind of strange. And, yeah, and then here's your point. is like what happens with Aquaman is... You know, with all the rumors floating around around who Momoa is gonna play in the Gun Wars, yeah, where does that fall in? But it's like I still think, even though Flash is because here's the thing: I don't think you want to delay Flash any more than you already did. No, you can't. They don't. And I think them. I think you can always explain Aquaman in a point like if they're not gonna do any more Aquaman with Momoa, they can always end it there or say it somehow put it in the work you know what happens before whatever happens in Flash happens. Yep. It'll be interesting to see. I think they're gonna release there's supposed to be another trailer for the Flash on the Super Bowl. So it'll be interesting to see what the reception There's gonna be like there's gonna be like ten trailers on the super ten, fifteen trailers on the Super Bowl. Right, but I think the Flash also get the, a Shazam new one as well. The first movie one they're yeah. doing, um, which brings us to Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, which is, I guess, technically the last DCU movie. And um, this is another one that's been delayed a bunch. I think it's been in the can for at least a year. Um, I think there was some talk about whether Amber Heard's 
part was going to be cut out entirely just because nobody wants to deal with her anymore. Um, I don't really know anything about this one beyond the fact that it exists. And, and here's the thing about this movie is this was the one that if they wanted to uh, capitalize on Momoa's success, this is the one that should have gotten a Wonder Woman uh, 1984 treatment and actually gotten released a lot sooner than it did. Because yeah. if you put it well, out re- like year or year and a half after uh, mm-hmm. the first one came out, I think you know, you'd, you'd be looking at another probably a billion dollar movie. I think the reason franchise. it took this long to come out is because he's really busy. And he's yeah, no, no, I get it. Like, hey, like he had, okay. uh, I, uh, yeah, he had a couple of TV shows. He had C on Apple TV. He had something else going on on Netflix. He had a couple of movies. At Frontier. Plus, like, yeah. Plus, yeah. he does like all the get, let's get rid of plastic initiatives. It's like he's a busy man. Yep. So I get it why it's... he didn't. I mean, I'm saying yeah. like in the perfect world, like this was the movie that you would have released as soon as you could have after the first one to actually build on the success that the first one had. Yeah. All that no, being I... said, I am still very much looking forward to seeing the second Aquaman. Like, I, I absolutely, absolutely can. Like, I am pumped to see it. I yep, have no idea too. what it's about. I have no idea what the story is going to be. Like, I have no idea who's appearing in it as the characters. And actually, I do not care. I just want to see another Aquaman movie. Nice. Uh, which brings us to the the James Gunn slate. Do we want to go movies or TV shows first? Uh, let's do movies first, just because we're kind of doing movies as is. So okay. So... Obviously, with the movies, the I believe the first one, they actually this list doesn't have it in that order. Crap. Um, the first movie they announced was Superman Legacy. I think is going to start all that. Written by yeah, that was supposed to be yeah. I think that's the first release. Uh, right now, I think it's slated for like July eleventh of twenty five, something yep. like that. Written by Gunn. Rumor has it he's going to direct it as well, though they haven't said that yet. He'll end up directing it. I, I yeah, he's definitely money. directing it. I think that's the first movie because, like, everything else, like, you know, we've been mentioning with Gunn getting basically all the blame for pretty much yeah. everything that's been happening, you know, going on. Well, that or, would they, that or would they have him direct The Authority? Oh, he's definitely doing The Authority, but he's also doing The Superman Legacy because I think he wants I think to make he'll it only clear, like, Superman this personally. is the first... Mm-hmm. I think this is the first movie that I'm doing. Like from this point on, this is the starting point of what we're doing. Yeah. Yes, he'll, we, he'll flash. we needed Flash as the first puzzle piece, whatever thing. But it's like this is the first movie of the Gun Wars, if you want to call it that. The law set the tone with the first one, so he'll definitely direct. Yeah, it. he exactly. He want to make a stamp. Like this is what this universe now is gonna look like. Like we're gonna try to stay accurate with the comic books. Because if I'm not mistaken, Gunn is a comic book fan. So he probably yep. read all the stuff that he's actually doing, which is like one of the reasons why I'm actually positive about his hiring. And like, if he's allowed and he's getting leeway to actually put a, put his vision on what he wants to do, I think like DC is up for some pretty sweet movies and TV shows coming up. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I mean, I haven't been excited for a Superman movie in quite a while, really. Um, for me, a lot of the times, Superman movies feel like work, and, you know, 
I at least like what he does enough where, you know, and it doesn't mean anything until you see, like, a trailer or whatever, but I'm at least intrigued by what he would do with a Superman movie. Um, and yep. next up... Next I, up still, I still think... Uh... I still think it would have been great if they combined Steven Spielberg to a Superman movie. Yes, that would be awesome. I would definitely. That still stands, but like we pointed out, like this is the first movie in the Gun Wars, and he'll definitely want to make a stamp. Like this is, you know. Oh yeah, I think you're right. He there's definitely no way won. He the, yeah, there's no way he passes up on that one. There's no way he so does you... direct this movie of the universe. Yeah. Um, so if you want, uh, so if you want, kind of a. Uh, a rough uh, timeline of when these things are supposed to be coming out. Technically, the first one in Gun's new stuff isn't the Superman movie. It's uh, Creature Commandos and then Waller. Yeah, Creature Commandos is the animated series about, I assume it's a bunch of monsters and stuff. Well, it's uh, got... Yeah, but uh, he's also going to have a monster Waller. Yeah, it's got Flag's dad and... um, uh, What's his face there? Um, uh, Weasel. Oh yeah, and they'll get his brother. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, And uh, then, um, and then Waller is going to be. I just want to know one. who they, but you, but he's two ties playing. Hmm. Oh, he wants to be Bane, but I don't think they're going to do that. But whoever, yeah, but you know, he's going to get a role in the Dunwars. Yeah. But also, but also, everybody who plays uh, a character in animation will also be playing that character in live action and video games and stuff. I guess. Yeah. Not, from what I heard, that you get hired, pissed. you get a lot of yeah revenue. <laughs> I guess that that pissed off like the people that do like video game voice work and stuff. There was a whole mm-hmm. big thing about that the other day, which I thought was interesting. Um. Yeah, I know nothing about whatever this authority thing is. Like, I have no clue what that is. So, I hear it's yeah, it's a it's a Wildstorm comic. I've I've looked into it a little bit. It's yeah, it's uh Warren Ellis. It's one of his creations. Uh, I've read the original Warren Ellis one. It's really good. I I'd recommend it. Um. Oh, that's cool. You know, I mean, if, if you like his writing, I don't see any reason why one would not like this as well. Um, yeah, it started off as Wildstorm, but then, you know, DC owns Wildstorm. Mm-hmm. And um, I know there's Mark Millar did a run, but I have not read that. Or I've read parts of it, not the whole thing. And then Grant Morrison did a run, but that one's kind of hit and miss for me personally. Yeah. Um, I know Dan Abnett did a a run. Which is kind of like the latest, most modern version one, um, but I have not read that one. Mm. The one, yeah. the one I'm, the one I'm looking forward to is actually Lanterns. Oh yeah, it's a, a Green Lantern TV show on HBO Max. I just um, struggle to see how Green Lantern would like work as a TV show in that, like, you know, <laughs> that would be. <laughs> people are saying oh it's a cop show no i get that like i totally get that but like assuming you're gonna have them you know actually like use their rings like like they're, they're gonna be barely using those rings and when they do it's gonna be for like the the smallest things imaginable since they obviously won't be able to afford like a big budget of some kind you know i, I think green lantern should be a movie personally i've always thought that well i like the idea that it's going to be basically True detective, but with space cops. 
I yeah, think that, that is kind you know, of that, that's that's a that's a big turn on for me. And then also with uh, Hal Jordan and John Stewart that we're finally getting John Stewart in live action is something that I've been looking forward to. Oh yes. Um, I mean, it says it's hey, also like piece. whoever whoever so came out with the idea to actually be... put both of them in there is like pretty genius. Mm-hmm. Just because like you don't yeah. deal with the whole like. Why are you doing it with Hal Jordan? Why did you bring John Stewart? It's like, or vice versa. It's like, no, I'm bringing both. I might have left. I might have left Hal Jordan out and gone and made John the lead with one of the newer ones as like a trainee or whatever, like uh, Mm -hmm. Kyle or Simon, or even some like younger version of Guy Gardner. I might have left Hal Hal completely out of it. I mean, honestly, I would have gone with uh, Jessica Cruz. I feel oh, like out yeah. of all, yep. you know, okay. they, they tried to make the lanterns, you know, more diverse by adding a, oh God, what's the other one's name? Simon, I Simon think, Bad. Simon and Jessica. You know, Simon, the, uh, you know. Simon Paz. Yeah, he, he started off, a lot of people didn't like him at first, but Jessica's a, one of the few, like, new characters that people, generally speaking, like. She's actually, like, a, like a fully, like realized like three-dimensional character and i i actually really like her yeah she, um, I enjoy her too yeah um, that would be she was in uh i don't remember what she was in some animated stuff and she was pretty cool yeah um we also have and this is just kind of the the list that i'm seeing doesn't have them separated by tv or movie or whatever um we also have uh okay, so we talked about creature commandos already uh, we talked. We kind of talked about Waller a little bit. Basically, going to be a, a show about the Amanda Waller character played by Viola Davis. Um, not sure exactly what that would be, but I mean, it's kind of peacemaker adjacent, so I would figure it would work in that sense. Then Booster um, Gold. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Booster Gold. Um, Boost, Booster is a fun one. I mean, I'd make it a duo show with him and a. Yeah, you know, Blue Beetle personally, but yeah, that would be I like, fun. I like Booster. Yeah. Uh, do we think there's anything to the idea that it might be played by Pratt? I um, I doubt. It. I feel like Pratt would actually. Be. I, I was. Uh, is that has it been like? It off? Has that been like like actually like said by people? Because I was telling the guy at work that he should be played by Pratt. No, it's, it's just a rumor mill thing I've heard. Um, I don't know if there's anything to it or not. I think it goes back to the fact that most of the Guardians, I mean, we still have to figure out what happens with all the Guardians characters, but like most of yeah. them are probably not coming back. The idea was that like, uh, Dave's going to join the DCU and Pratt probably has a role to play in uh, DC if he wants it. <clears throat> and he when, you look, when, you look at, when you look at his character in uh, Parks and Recreations, like you can definitely pull off, you know, booster gold. Yeah, I would yeah. say. Well, I mean, you know, Andy's wire with toys. I mean, yeah, exactly. Nope. So it's like he can definitely, like, he already played that character, just like in a different setting and everything else. But it's like he was booster goldish in his role as Andy. So it's like he can definitely pull it off. And I don't know what he has slated as far as like work. Uh, that far ahead, but like I'm guessing he's done with Guardians after Volume Three. I yeah. don't see a yeah. reason why he wouldn't be on there. Well, I think they're all. I think all of them are pretty much going to be done with Guardians after yeah. Guardians Three, except for maybe like Mantis or, um, you know, I don't know, somebody like I, that. 
I could see them, you know, if they're going to carry any of the, the current characters into, if they do a, a fourth one eventually with different characters and stuff, the easiest ones to carry over would be Root and Rocket. Root and uh, Rocket. You just, have to, you just have to pay Vin Diesel and Bradley Cooper to go to do voice work for a couple days. I mean, you know, yep. they're never on set or anything. probably so. stays on. Yeah. Yeah. So we also have uh, Paradise Lost, which is a live-action drama for HBO Max. It's bas- it basically described as Game of Thrones on Themyscira. Um, mm. So, yeah, I don't know. Hey, because everybody wants to see boobies, so hey, why and not? It ta- and it takes place before the Wonder Woman movies. So, yeah, okay. I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. This one, I kind of whatever about. I'm very um, wary when shows say, "Oh, it's going to be Game of Thrones, but X, Y, and Z." That, that's yeah. honestly, I've heard so many shows since Game of Thrones started say that it's it's very much a turnoff now when I hear that. <laughs> oh, I completely agree with you. Yeah, it's like, of course, it's not going to be that because no one can ever approximate that again. Um, so, uh, I also see we have the Brave and the Bold, which is a movie. Um, there's apparently going to be essentially going to be a Batman and Robin movie. And they're yeah, Damian Wayne. And they're yeah, they're skipping right to Damian. Um, which which you know, yeah, they, they uh, have, but they have inspired by Grant uh, Morrison's comic series. Yeah, comic which run. very good run would highly recommend. Oh, yeah. to anyone. Yep, prefer I prefer. Uh, I prefer uh, when um you know when uh, Dick was Batman with uh, Damian as Robin, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but. But um, he has he has said that this is um, the introduction introduction to the Bat family in this universe. So yeah. when he says Bat family, I'm assuming that he's also going to introduce finally Dick Grayson into this universe. Also, probably maybe Barbara, um, maybe some of the other former Robins. Maybe they'll uh, be mentioned. Um, but I would imagine this is going to be also the introduction of Dick and Barbara too. I'm yeah. guessing that. Like, I mean, when he says Bat Family, I just doubt Raph the Bat, they'll go, okay, we got Nightwing, Tim Drake, uh, Jason Todd, Barbara Gordon, like, they're all alive and active. I have a feeling it'll be like, he'll have one other Robin and then maybe one of the, the female Bat Family members. Yeah, that's that's why, I'm, that's why I'm saying, I think I think in this one, if anything, he's gonna, you know, it's it's probably gonna be a thing where, like, um, like Bruce, whoever this new Bruce is, is going to be talking to whoever they cast as Dick, and it's basically him finding out that he has a son. Um, so it's going to be one of those things where he's like, "Oh, Dick, you have to, you know, watch Gotham as I go to fucking wherever of you know Nanda see Parvot. about yeah, Nanda Pop, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to pronounce that. Um, you had it half out uh, to, <laughs> to uh, to go to go to Raish. And, you know, Talia and, you know, and, and that's the one thing I am looking forward to is maybe like a proper race and a proper Talia. Um, yeah, that's And, yeah, and, um, you know, also, uh, I think, I don't know, I, I, I can see, I can see them introducing Dick and Barbara into yeah. this movie because, uh, I don't know. I'm curious I mean, how old Damien I don't like, I don't, I don't like the idea that it's. A Batman and Robin movie. I mean, if you're gonna do Brave and the Bold, I mean, you know, make make Brave and the Bold like a, like a separate series. Make oh, it like you know, two like three or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 
Yeah, like make it like, you know, Flash and Lantern and like Arrow and the question or you know, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, don't don't make it just like uh like a Batman movie because now you're not gonna use it ever again. You're not gonna use that 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 name ever again. It shouldn't be the James Gunn definitely just seems to be as a title and branding, yeah. you know. Yeah. Now, and maybe I'm getting a little too, like, comic insular, and I know some of you guys have read this stuff, so maybe you'll agree with me. And we don't know exactly how this is going to work, like, how with the the continuity of all the Robins, how this is going to work. But I feel like the thing you lose if you go right to, if you go right to Bruce and Damien is the whole idea with Damien was that he was not Bruce's Robin first. He was Dick's Robin first, like Justin said. And then mm. when Bruce comes back after that thing where he gets unstuck in time after Final Crisis or whatever, Damien then has to adjust to being a Robin for his actual father. And yeah, like, they will they'll, they will follow how they did the animated movies with Damien, where he's dropped on Bruce, basically. Yeah, and, probably. Because yeah, there's yeah. no way it'll be a Dick Grayson Batman. Yeah, no. and that, I mean that can work. It's just no. I mean, I I don't like that animated movie, but like the concept of it can easily work. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, it can um, easily, I'm just curious. How work. old will Damien? How old will they actually make Damien? Because oh. in the comics, he's supposed to be like like he's what 12, to, 11? He's Supposed to be like there's, twelve. Like yeah. there's no way yeah, they make. They're that not going to do they'll that. They'll surely do like 16, 17, 18, I'd imagine. No, yeah. I I don't think that'll. I mean, I think maybe oh, he'll be like twelve or thirteen. There's no like, way he's gonna be a psychotic twelve-year-old uh, in a PG thirteen movie. No fucking. I mean, way. like, like how old is like that new anime movie coming out? Like, how old uh, Scott Star supposed to be? I'd imagine like eighteen. Yeah, but that, yeah, but that's age. because they've yeah, but that's because they've aged her like five times in two years. Yeah, I you mean, know like, what I mean. It's like I just know. cannot see a scenario where they actually make a Batman movie where it's like a twelve-year-old fighting next to him. I just cannot see that possibly happening. Yeah, like, I mean, unless maybe they cast you know a sixteen year old and didn't just try to pass them off as twelve, but I, I don't yeah, see them could, doing that either. You could, you could do that, I guess. And then uh, the my one fear is that they do try a new fifty two timeline. This where I think you know if say Nightwing exists and is Nightwing, I feel like they'll do it where like he was only Robin for like a few years at most, and then just went off on his own as you know Nightwing. Because, I mean, otherwise you're getting to, like, you know, then Batman's got to be, like, you know, getting up there in age. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, clearly, clearly they're going to make it a little more streamlined because the timeline doesn't really make sense anyway for Batman to have this many Robins and for him to be the age that he is. So, I mean, if you're going to introduce all these Robins, then, yeah, they got to be, like, basically what they did with um, uh, New 52. Where, where he was going through a Robin like, every other year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, I think the other thing with this, and obviously we're years away from actually seeing it, is I think it's going to come down to also who they cast as Batman. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You know, um, there's also a sequel to the Batman list in here, but I don't think he's going to have that much to do with that. I think that's just nah, showing... They, the they'll, def- they'll definitely just leave Matt Reeves to, you know do his thing i mean that's the one i'm excited the most for um i mean haven't seen any of the gun movies so you know don't know you know what what the vibe is but i mean for me the batman uh was just like such a breath of fresh air and 
the comic book movie space. Really liked it. Uh, probably my third favorite Batman movie, not counting the animated ones. And uh, yeah, very excited to see what they do next with that world. And, oh yeah, I, and, I, I, and, I, and I loved Pattinson as Batman, definitely movie wise, second favorite behind uh, Keaton. So I, I I have to ask you this, and I might just be asking you this to torture you to get you to go on a rant or whatever, but I still think it's worth it. Um, you have been very vocal in other shows we've done that all of these cinematic universes should just be stopped immediately, right? So. What are you going to do once they actually turn the Reeves thing into that? Because once that Penguin show comes out with Colin Farrell, they're a universe now. Uh, I mean, I'm probably not going to watch that. As long as it doesn't... I mean, I would think it'll have literally zero effect on the movies, which is, you know, that's what I want, personally. Um, yeah. If it's like an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where it's literally never referenced... You would never even know it existed. I, sure, whatever, go for it. But if it's like you know they do in the MCU where it's like, like Wandavision to Multiverse of Madness where you like have to watch it, then I'm like, oh please no. But then you I, don't because, I, they, because they never pick up on anything from that. Really. No, well I heard they did allegedly. <laughs> never no, they really it. don't. Uh, yeah, you're the first person I've ever heard advocate for the Agents of Shield model in any case whatsoever. Um, <laughs> So I always count on uh, new and interesting answers to questions from you because you always surprise me. Um, and our last two entries are films. Uh, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, which sounds like it's going to be heavily inspired from the recent uh, Tom King miniseries. Tom King's comic series. I haven't read it. Read it. I feel like no one here has read it. We should all read it and like, honestly pot it because I'm just very curious to see we what, should read it before what happens in that yeah. series since I know – yeah. I am curious to read it before the movie comes out. Yeah, um, again, I think this will come down to this will come down to casting. too. he has said it's going to be you know rather than you know the the kind of straightforward morally upright character that Clark is. This is going to be a little bit more fucked up in his words. Um, so you know, I can't say I'm not interested to see what that would be. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested. Honestly, Gunn saying like, "Oh, she's gonna be like the more edgy one," bit of an eye roller for me. Not gonna lie, but like, you know, I feel like I'll have a better idea of what to expect once I read King's comic. Yeah, um, we'll have to we'll have to figure out a time to do that. I think you're right that it's worth reading that before this movie comes out. And lastly, we have. Uh, we have plenty of time for that. Oh yeah, it's not for a couple of years yet. Um, <laughs> We have the Swamp Thing movie, which, uh, according to all reports, is going to be directed by James Mangold. Um, so, I was That's actually kinda, I, I like that idea. Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised this wasn't. Um, I was kind of surprised. That, well, uh, I was thinking more that this would be one of those things that would be on HBO Max more than a movie. No. Uh, uh, I have to say, this goes back to the whole a uh, couple of years ago. They did release a Swamp Thing uh, series. I've heard it's actually pretty good. Oh, the DC universe. Shooting location and, like, stuff, they had to cancel it. And I think you ran for, like, an episode. You ran for, like, like, tax breaks in North Carolina uh, or some shit. Yeah. So, basically, I think you ran for, like, ten episodes. It was a really, really solid show. Like, I loved it. That's that's what I've heard from everyone. That's actually, like, surprising. If you didn't watch it, if you didn't watch it, uh, I would definitely suggest it. 
also keep in mind this is coming from somebody who doesn't have any comic book background to something so like uh, your experiences might be different but somebody as who knew knows who swamp thing is but like didn't read any comics like the show was spot on like he was until they started doing and he's like miles ahead of pretty much everything they did with cw and yep. until like doom patrol kind of kicked off and whatever they were doing with titans kind of came to its own there mm-hmm. for a little while like swamp thing was probably the best tv show they had on Okay. I was bummed yeah. they didn't like uh, change locations and keep shooting or something because they showed go back and look at that one now. Keep going. Um, like it's I 10 episodes, it was... definitely worth watching. Like, now, I would to, suggest it. To close this out, at least this part of it, and then maybe we'll get into like if anybody has any thoughts they want to bring up about the show in general. Mm-hmm. Now they'll wrap this number, as we seem to do that every time we get to one of these. Um, Brent's brought up the point a couple of times in other shows where the the gun stuff has been discussed, where, you know, he and I kind of are in the same boat where we find the timing a little suspect that, like, he was hired, and then they start announcing all these firings, essentially, right? But he and I aren't are of the belief that Gun's not actually the one doing making these calls. He's just the one that they hired because he has fan creds. Then if they start doing all this shit, he's gonna get blamed for it, you know, and whatever. Even though he had nothing to do with it, like I'm Brent and I, I think, are of the opinion that like when they hired him, they knew they were gonna do all this. Like they were gonna fire Cavill. They were gonna get rid of Affleck. They were gonna uh, not do Wonder Woman three and tell Gal Gadot to piss off. Like, they're already going to do all this, and they're just using him to cover it. Um, Here's the thing. I think we talked about this when we were doing, like, pre-gaming our Firescape stuff. Like, this has come up in conversation, and I'm there with you guys. Like, I know, like, the gun definitely has nothing to do with these firings. This is all studio mandates that they were based. And here's the Here was my point, like, all along. There's absolutely no way when Gunn was having the discussions to join DCU as creative person, like there was no way they didn't tell him, like, listen, we're dumping all of this stuff. And uh, unfortunately, you're going to get blamed. And if uh, my intuition is correct, like he did and he was like, he went in there willingly, knowing that he's going to get blamed for all of this. And like, when you read his comments, his response to the whole, like, Oh, like screw you! Like you're ruining everything. Like, why did you fire all these people? Like he's calm and collected, and yeah. I'm pretty sure that he, at some point during the, the the negotiations, he probably went in and said, "Listen, if I'm gonna be your fall guy for all of this stuff, I'm okay with that, but I need leeway. Like this yeah, is my like, I need, need leeway to actually time. get my idea off the ground. And this yeah. is the uh, another thing you and." Uh, Sorry, Brent, we're pointing out, uh, like, you, we have to wait and see what his vision is going to look like once yeah. his movies start coming out, because you're, you guys made a point, like, if the first movie or two doesn't, don't really go his way, like, studio's going to butt heads and be like, hey, you, like, you need to stop doing this, and you need to start doing this. And my uh, opinion, personal opinion, is that that's not the case. That he's gonna get leave a couple of movies to get everything off the ground. This that's wow. gonna be his payback for taking the fall for yeah, because I, I think all the firings. You know, and yes, this is you're yeah. right. 
And I think there there's some, and you know, this is just like because there's no way he wasn't aware that it's gonna happen and that he was gonna be the fall guy. Like he's yep. way too smart, and he's been in the business way too long to like be like, oh, it's gonna be all like he knew. Yep, and I mean, I'm seeing stuff like. You know, that's probably just those extreme Snyder idiots on the internet and whatever. Like, I haven't heard anybody in a real conversation say, like, oh, yeah, he sucks, they should get rid of him or whatever. But, like, I see stuff all over the internet, like, the hashtag fire him already, even though, you know, we're two years yeah, away. Yeah, he didn't do anything. You know, yet. and I'm at the most extreme level, I'm, I'm seeing stuff saying, like, he should be murdered for firing Henry Cavill. Like, what? Not his call. Yeah, well, that's that's yeah, Snyder right. being Snyder. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, I've I at first when all this was announced, I was more like John with you and Brent that yeah, he's not like you know really doing much. But honestly, looking at this slate, I feel like that like he's not lying. He he's got the control. Like there is no way any DC yep. executive has even heard of the Authority. Or yeah. feature commandos, you know, like that, like that. Yeah, has to be displayed, like he has like, gun written all over. And honestly, I feel like you know, if James Gunn had been like, no, Henry Cavill is gonna be my Superman, I feel like they probably would have stuck with him. They I think the thing is though, yeah, that like Gunn does not want him. <laughs> you know, he he wants his own guy in there. I think I, I don't yeah, think there's so much that he doesn't want him. I think it's just gonna that... be, it's always gonna be tied into the Snyderverse. Yeah, but so is yeah, but so are the other movies, and he hasn't gotten rid of any of the other ones. You know, he he said that Gal Gadot hasn't been fired. You know, he's including yeah. Aquaman two after the Flash as part of the DC reset. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I think it's very clear with Superman, like at least from everything he's talked about and posted about, like that character specifically, he wanted like a clean slate to work with. You know, he, yeah. he just does not want yep. the baggage of what came before. Um, you, same with same with Batman. Well, do you think uh, the Batman thing is because they've given Reeves the whole like you don't have to be involved involved with that, or do you think if Gunn I mean, had his if Gunn had his way, he'd take Pattinson and put him in stuff? I I really I mean, just looking at Gunn's style of filmmaking, I can't see how he'd want the Pattinson Batman to be his personally. Yeah. Um, like he would surely want to like, you know, have his own version that he can like, you know, basically create. Um, yeah, like a Supergirl movie inspired by Tom King. I I know James Gunn really likes Tom King comics. Like, I feel like they, you know, him and Peter Safran, they seem to, you know, not be lying. They actually got control of this this whole thing. And and allegedly, you know, Gunn said they showed them the Batgirl movie and said, look. If you guys want to release this, well, like, we will. And they're, but then they're like, eh, no, probably best to cancel this. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. That's, I, and that's another thing. Like, I've got, I, and I have actually gotten into like legit discussions with people about this. And they're like, I don't understand why it can't be released anyway. Like, you'd still make some money on it. I was like, no, if you take the write off on it, you're legally prohibited from ever putting it out. Like, yeah. You know, so, somebody, I mean, yeah, I really want to see it personally. I am just so curious. I'm as curious. To what the hell they made? Yeah. I'm guessing it's a total piece of shit, but I'm curious. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm way more of a Marvel guy personally, but 
I have to admit that his involvement, Gunn's involvement, has me way more interested than if they just decided to reboot this whole thing after Aquaman or whatever and yeah. just, you know, not had somebody oh. with his name attached to it. Okay, well, one thing I have to mention that I absolutely hate, and I mean hate, about this new DC universe, I feel like Justin might be on board with me with this one. They announced whoever is now cast as, you know, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, etc., will be the also the voice of them in every single other piece of media. And, oh, God, I do not like that. I like. I honestly hate that idea. Like straight. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't think that's like the. uh, Yeah, I don't think that's like the greatest idea in the world. Well, not in. It's not in every piece of media. It's just everything related to this new universe. So it's not like they're gonna recast the people who are doing like the stupid shake the DVD. No, I thought it was like they they want to you know since technically that universe you know. It's anything between mm-hmm. movies, TV, and apparently there will be video games and video that tie into this larger yeah. story that he has in mind. So anything that has to do with whatever his larger plan is, yeah. he wants to have the same, the same people. Yeah, but they, but they're still, but they, but they still have the Elseworld stuff. So like, um, Joker, Batman, um, Teen Titans Go. You know, shit that, like that. that. Stuff. I mean, like yeah. the new stuff going forward, though. I no, thought, yeah, but, I but still, it was anything like even yeah, if it's still, not technically they, part of the DCEU, like uh, if they you know make a new Batman video no, game, it'll no, be, no, 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 no. It has to, it has to be part of the DCEU, um, in order for them to be part of it. If it's not, then it's going to be branded as an Elseworlds type of thing. They, he said that in the press release that anything that isn't part of the um, slate that they have going as something outside of it, it's going to be branded as an Elseworlds thing. Mm-hmm. So even if, so, if they decide to do Batman in the 101 Dalmatians, you know, and they decide to bring in fucking I don't know, a Keanu Reeves, then you know it's then it's going to be you know Batman in the 100 Dalmatians starring Keanu Reeves in an Elseworlds you know animated movie. Yeah, I do think though that's. I wonder if that'll end up happening in the way that they're saying it's going to now, just because it just seems like a lot. Um, but I'm interested to see if it can actually be pulled off. Um, yeah, and that's kind of where I am with this. Like I'm, like I said earlier, I'm way more optimistic about this than I would have been if it was just, oh hey, being driven by more, you know, money. Money, uh, money-driven suit people who have never. I, I I'm just kind of to kind of build on what Brent said earlier. Like I'm also kind of skeptical of the new ownership of Warner Brothers Discovery in general because all they've really done on in a larger content production sense is like cheap reality crap. So like they're um they're they're uh they're just trying to knock everything down so that way Universal can buy them next year. So, yeah. I mean, here, here's the thing. Uh, the, with the amount of crap Marvel has put out in Phase 4, the writing being as bad as it is, as it is and, like, no signs of whether that's getting fixed, fixed in Phase 5 or not. Like, if, if Gunn can get his phase of DC up and running, 
like the superhero money, like it, it's right there for grass for like this. Mm. I mean, not for him, but for DC. Like if he yeah. gets these stories right, if he gets everything right, which I would like to believe. I mean, I have faith enough in Gunn to where, like, if studio stays out of his way, if he does get that leeway, like, he can get it off and running. It's like they can start pulling money from Marvel to the point where it's like Marvel might want to think twice whether they want to schedule something at the same time release-wise as uh, DC and expect DC to back off. Well, that's yeah. uh, that's what I was saying. Um, I think it was pre-show where I was talking about it when Brent went on that rant about something. Um, at, you know, it depends on what happens with Marvel and Phase Four and Phase Five and Phase Six and whatever. You know, and if it keeps going in the direction that it's going, people are going to be gravitating towards DC if it's something new and different. You know, if yep, James yep, Gunn comes exactly. in and makes it slightly different, puts a different spin on it, you know, puts something unique to it, then people will actually go, hey, you know, DC's making something unique. Let's watch that instead of, you know, yep. Ant-Man and, and the Wasp and fucking uh, Hot Wheels, you know? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> and, he has, and he has the heart. He has the, you know, he when you look at the stuff that he did make, like Suicide Squad was a success. You know, mm-hmm. everything that he did with Guardians of the Galaxy wasn't was wasn't a wasn't a at... it wasn't a financial success. It was a critical. Yeah, but success. there was a COVID movie. Like, it, mm. yeah, like there was never. Yeah, they like, had no, I know. Was, I know. With that everything once. that was released during COVID. No, was, I know. I just, right? I just wanted the, the to. I just wanted to make done. the differentiation. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, people were still positive about it. Like, you know, mm. and yep. you know, one hundred percent spinoff that came out of that. Like. You know, and not to mention that when you look at Guardians of the Galaxy, when that was announced for Marvel, like everybody was like, "Huh, a talking tree and yeah. a raccoon?" Like, and he made it like one of the most successful. Like, I don't know where they are Milos, financially. Milos, did I ever tell like, you what Corey's reaction to that first trailer was? Uh, I cannot recall. Okay, so they used to. They don't do it as much anymore. But for a couple of years, they would the first showing of those trailers in America would be on the Jimmy Kimmel show. So mm-hmm. yeah. the, the night they were going to do that, I, we didn't stay up and watch it, but I DVR'd it. We got up the next morning just to watch the trailer. And I loved it because I've read the comics and I was like, oh, I get exactly what they're, what, what this yeah, is going to yeah. be. She saw it and, and she loves, you know, the Guardians movies are some of her favorites actually now. But when we first saw the trailer, she was like very deadpan, like, this is a joke. They're not actually doing this, are they? Like, this is insane. Like, what? what is this? It's a tree and a rat or something. Like, what? Um, so, yeah. If he, if but he can... but that, that's James Gunn for you. Like, he can yeah. make you work. He can take something that's, like, totally out there in the left field, and he can make it access as successful as they've been. Like, he... When you look at the Guardians Incorporation in the Avengers, it's like he, he was spot on. Like, yeah, I know Gunn didn't have anything to do with it, but he built those characters to the yep. point where you can, you like, they just work. And, like, if he can do that same thing for DC, and I believe he can, like, then DC is on a good track. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's I think, good. I think, the, I think the first time I saw those Guardian trailers was like, it was like in front of, I think, like I want to say, like Planet of the Apes or something. I don't know. I can't remember. It was like in front of a movie, and I went, "Oh my god, this is like 
incredible. I was blown away by that first trailer. Yeah, me too. Um, okay, so I think this is a good point to end this part of part of the show here, and we made it to four hundred, boys. What the hell? Wasn't this yeah, that thing? Man. Wasn't this that thing we all said that we probably by the time we got to like fifty, we'd be bored out of our minds and realize nobody was listening to it. Um, here we are, four hundred and going stronger than ever. I know. And we and we and do well, have. Well, kind of we well we kind of cheated because we did uh, one Christmas episode a day in December, but yeah, we're here. At, we're here at uh, Josh dropping like. Than, uh, it's no different than Josh, Josh dropping, dropping like, uh, October you know, episodes for like yeah, Halloween doing Josh Ween. Yep. Yeah, Josh Ween, well, like two years in a row. This year's didn't. What? How far did he make it this year? Was it like eight? Or something? Yeah. Yeah. It's about, it's about as far as he made it last year. I thought he made through but, the whole month last year. Nah, I don't. No. Uh, did he? I don't, I don't think no, so. No, I think he went like twenty something days last year. I don't. Yeah. I think he's may, I might think have. He just decided, or, I think he, he may have gone the, full month. Yeah, he decided this time around. I remember he decided that the seventy stuff wasn't working and nobody was listening to it, so he didn't want it. Yeah, he wasn't getting much. I think was, yeah. last year he actually made it through the whole month. Um, but I mean, just look but, at this. Look at it this way: like we're doing. This is 400, and we have like 88 episodes of Farscape. That's like 488. Like, by the time we're done with that, like, we're going to be yeah. on fire. We haven't even put any of those out yet, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm saying, like, that's 88 episodes right there. And, like, you know, and we're going I mean, to I... be on 500, like, halfway through it, or at least like yep. three quarters in there. And I've probably said this when we did 300, maybe even 200, but, like, I just. I'm amazed by two things. The fact that, you know, we we started this off as four people who had been friends for a couple of years who just decided to do this because we were bored during lockdowns and shit, right? And A, we're still doing it. We're like two years past all that. Um, it The two things that amaze me are that the big one is that none of us have ever, act ever actually been in the same room with each other, and yet we're somehow <laughs> able to make this work. Um, you know, and I've had... In different time zones. Yeah. Uh, oh, or, yeah. Different yeah. countries. <laughs> Every, other than you and Josh, Justin, like, everyone's in a different time zone. It's ridiculous. Yep. Um, and I've had friends here who listen to what we do who assume we've all known each other for years and years and years, which, we, you know, we do I mean, have that kind of at this point. <laughs> I mean, we had that to a yeah. degree, but then... Uh, but then I mean, I've yeah, also... yeah, I mean, I think about it. I mean, there's what me, me, you, Brendan, me, you, yeah, me, you, Brendan. Well, more than that, 2014, yeah, 15. Uh, I always, I was, I was literally just talking to someone about that's not in here that, but like that we all know. Like, most of us spent in the old Schmilville Facebook group in like 2013, 2014. So a lot of us have known mm. each other for nine years to almost a decade at this point, yeah. which is just yeah. crazy to think about. Like, what the hell? Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, that's where, that's where, you know, five of us started, you know, including Pretty, Brendan, yeah, most of us, yeah. you know what I mean? And then I don't, I don't know. I think Boris might've uh, jumped on. Boris was in Smoke? Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, he might've been towards like the end there. And then, uh, you know, Milos jumped on once, you know, we became friends with Boris more. And, uh, you know, then obviously, you yeah, know. I've only been here, like, when did you do Timeless? Like, two years ago? Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. That was, like, the second 
the second Trek show we ever did. I can't remember how far back that was. We've done sixty of them. Yeah, but we but we were yeah, but we were chatting with you, I think, before you even did a pod or anything. Yeah, you were on I thought you were on the page by the time we No, yeah, because Boris invited me because of the Trek pod. So yeah, like like, I know you guys like I'm the new guy. Yeah. I've I've had people here, people who, you know, I run into in Madison, Wisconsin, they're friends of mine that listen to what we do, and a couple of them have asked me, you know, how often do you guys all get into the same room and, and record stuff? And I said, you know, because I think they assume we get together like once a week and do a bunch of this stuff. I said, we've never done that in like two, in like two plus years of doing this, we've never done that. And they're like, what do you mean? And I said, we're all in completely different parts of the country or the world, like couple of us would have to get on a plane in order to do that. And the fact that we've made this work for as long as we have with that, for one, is to me pretty impressive. And the fact that we've, you know, we've kind of expanded what we've, what we've done, like, from the beginning of it. Like, it was basically just the you and I and Brent and Josh sitting mm-hmm. around talking about movies and stuff. But we, you know, we brought in Boris and Milos and Brendan. And, like, now we j- I feel like we can literally do shows on anything. And it's, you know, it keeps it, the the one rule I remember we made for ourselves when we started doing this is if it ever felt like work, we would stop. Yeah. Because I think because we have this many people and we can, because of the broad range of interests we all have, we can basically do shows about whatever. And it's not like everybody has to be on everything, you know, and I feel like if we were one of those shows where we felt like every co-host had to be on every single thing. We probably would have stopped doing this by now because oh, yeah, I don't know definitely. if I, I don't know if I would have would have wanted to do four hundred of these in this amount of time. <laughs> like mm. we'd know. only do blockbusters then if that was the yeah, case. Yeah, and we we record like once every other week or something. You know, honestly, I never thought I was going to be doing more than like maybe a handful of them. Yep, and now I've done like you know. Uh, like probably like close to close to 150 of them. I'd be yeah, curious to see point. John. I believe John, don't you like keep track of like how many everyone's been on? I'd be yeah, curious I gotta, to see that. I got like I the updated update. 400 version. I gotta I gotta update it again, but I <sighs> do I do have that um on another computer. Um, I do. Yeah, have that would that would be an interesting uh, list to see. I do have to update it. I will. the The next show we do, the next group show we do after that. After this one, when I actually get that updated, I will uh, include that um, just mm. because I'm curious. Cool. Um, yeah, so I know you guys kind of talked about this in that uh, New Year's resolution show you guys did that I was not in on. Um, is there anything you guys would like to do in the next 100, 150 that we have only kind of vaguely talked about or anybody or have any ideas? Like specific or... As specific um, as you want to get, you know. I mean, for you and me, do we want? To, I say we keep reviewing the. If you're still reading them, the Expanse books. Yeah, uh, I, I, I did. I did finish that. I almost got to go back and like look through a plot description again because right. I I read it like a month ago and then we kind of got sidetracked with other stuff and I forgot about doing the pod on it. But yeah, we should do that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't want to tread on the resolution show too much because um, you guys basically kind of already did that. But um, yeah, so four hundred. Wow, holy crap! Here's to the next four hundred. Yeah, I guess we should start coming up with ideas for five hundred now, huh? 
So probably do right, Gladiator. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we will do Gladiator for five hundred. Or, or finish two towers. <laughs> oh, we'll get we'll get two towers done before five, two towers and return of the king. Oh, done I know, before. I know. I feel like Brent would murder us if we took that long to do those. <laughs> yeah. Um, Honestly, I think I think I think Brent's kind of lost feet in even getting them done. So. No, I think I think we'll get them. It's just we were we were trying to. The problem is we're. Tr- this is one of those things where we, you know, with a lot of things we don't, with a lot of things we don't care who does them, right? Like as long as this we is have one of those that we actually care. <laughs> as long as we have enough people that where we feel like it's a representative panel, like we don't. For most things, we don't care who does them, but with these Lord of the Rings things, we kind of do. So that's we're kind of a slave to that to those people's availability while trying to do that. So um, I, I am resolving that we will get those done within the first three or four months of this year, uh, just because I, you know, I'm, I watched Two Towers and Return of the King at the end of last year when I thought we were actually going to do those, and now I have to watch them again before we actually do do them. Um, so I'm hoping to get those done fairly soon. Although... The thing I find funny was the whole idea for doing those was that we would all do Rings of Power, and then everybody was just like, nope, no way. <laughs> Except for poor Brent, who actually sat through the fucking thing. Uh, well, so did I, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, that's right. But you didn't hate it, right? Um, I didn't like it. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, you very rarely hate anything. So, so um, yeah, I mean, for God's sake, we've done, you know, and I... Yeah, the. The weirdest thing I think we've done is like those things where you guys interviewed me about the conventions. Like I thought that was kind of strange. Oh yeah. But um, I do know we have an audience for that. So with the with all the Trek stuff that we do, I know there's an audience for that. So maybe we'll maybe we'll interview you after the uh, cruise. Yeah, we can do that. I feel like that's going to be a a very toned down version of the of the thing that I normally go to. Um, that's in a couple weeks though. So maybe we'll mm-hmm. have to do that fairly soon. Yeah. Uh, she comes back from India on Tuesday and then nine days after she comes home, we're leaving for that. So it should be fun. Yeah. She's just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just think it's really cool that she has the ability to go do that stuff now, but you know, she worked her ass off for many years to be able to do that. So, and we're generating tons of uh, podcasts you haven't heard yet um, as a result of all this free time I have right now. Uh, <laughs> and I think the Demolition Man show went out today, too. Um, get to hear Justin fall asleep on air. <laughs> second, second time. Yeah, second but this time. Time, this time you can well, hear it. A well, lot more loud yeah. this time. The the Moon Knight uh, one, the Moon Knight one, we kind of all knew you did, but you couldn't really hear it. Um, this one you could, but uh, whatever, we love it. Brother. And it was hilarious. It was, it was really fun. It was another one of those funny moments. It was great. Just, it was just great. in the ASMR, ASMR, ASMR podcast one. <laughs> it's just man. it's just me it's just me snoring and mispronouncing names. Yep. And then <laughs> have you listened to it yet? By the way. No. Okay, because at one point, like when we realized you fell asleep, we're literally yelling at you to try to wake you up. 
Oh yeah, I heard I heard the Justin and I'm like, yeah. And then I I didn't realize I was snoring. It was like yeah. I think it was I just real I realized I knocked out and I'm like, oh I I dozed off or whatever. And then you guys I think, go, I think at one point oh, I was like, I think at one point I was like, Justin, this is your conscience speaking. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was quite funny. Um so yeah. All right, I know, Jiminy. I know we did that, um you guys, you guys did that, uh, Jiminy, that. Jiminy Macy over there. <laughs> you guys did that special one for John Morrow. Or, uh, I, mm. I would think I can probably safely number call on, him number one fan. Call him yes. a superman. Yeah. Yes, he uh, is our number one fan, John. So yeah. Uh, yes, that was that was me pulling a Justin. Um, I. Did not realize what he was talking about, and so Josh thought it was hilarious. I know what so was yeah, I didn't say anything, but like I haven't seen Green Inferno either, but I know kind of what it is. And then you said in the Discord chat, you said something like Patrick Stewart and Nazis, and I, and I didn't say anything, but I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, that's not Green Inferno. What did he do? Like, <laughs> and I I knew about I've seen that Green Room movie. I've I, and I think, and I think I've done that before when Josh has talked about it. Like I think Josh said yeah. something about Green Inferno before, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's the Patrick Stewart movie. Yeah, I knew and he goes, I no, you're thinking of that. Green Room. I went and saw that after Anton Yelchin died. I went looking for it, but yeah, you, you, you said that. that I was like, we should talk. You said that, and I was like, wait, that's not the Green Inferno. Uh oh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I haven't listened to that it one. Should yet. be fun. I'm curious how that one actually worked. Did he actually like uh, ask you questions about a movie you hadn't seen, or just talk about both movies? No, no, yeah, we just we just ended up talking about both movies. He had me uh, describe Green Inferno, and I went on a little uh, uh, plot in a nutshell about Green Room, and he goes, "Well, I got to stop you right there. Uh, Green Inferno is actually a cannibal movie." Blah, 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 blah. And then he's <laughs> went on like, and then he kind of went on a Josh rant about cannibal movies. And then afterwards, we talked about Green Room and about how, you know, I didn't like it and how he thought it was decent. So. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, this is 400, I guess. So uh, mm. thanks, thanks for joining me again, guys. This has been a really fun ride, and hopefully we'll just keep it going for the foreseeable future. Um, oh, yeah. And, and like I'll say again, I mean... Yeah. You know, I, I honestly also think that if it was still just the four of us doing this, we probably would have gotten really bored by now. Um, I also kind of feel like, you know, and Brent has to do his job and disappear for long stretches, but I feel like if it was just the four of us still doing this, one of those periods where he was gone for like three months, mm. we would have been like, we would have been like, ah, fuck it. Why, why are we still, you know? Yeah, I def yeah, uh, yeah, I definitely think is uh, I just I actually I just kind of stuttered because I saw uh, I saw a picture of John Williams and his age, and I went, "Oh shit, did John Williams die?" No, they were just wishing him happy birthday. Um, okay. and uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. If it if it was just the four of us, it would have ended like probably like probably like three hundred episodes ago. Yeah, we would have made um, a, we would have made it to a hundred, I think, but. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, I think we would have just done it because we were probably been almost there, and yeah. it would have been like, well, you know, let's just finish out, run it up to a hundred, and call it a day, and you know, just chat or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, 
Yeah, I think the fact that we've added co-hosts and stuff just makes it more fun because we have different different viewpoints and uh, people willing to talk about different things than we all might be. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, really having fun still, and you know, in a in a perfect world, we would somehow all be millionaires off of this. But our <laughs> audience of like twenty five people probably isn't enough to to do that. So or as or as my brother yeah. likes to call me, Batman. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because you somehow fucking hid from them that you were doing this for, like, two years. Like, it was national security. Yeah. Unless you were, unless you were fucking podcasting for NORAD. Like, I'm not sure exactly why you felt the need to do that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think, I think it was just more of, like, a self-conscious thing. Like, you know, I thought that they would think it's weird. And, yeah. um, you know, I just didn't really think I was all that good at it and stuff. And, you know... I it's don't not know. weird. So, everyone, everyone has one of these now. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, Plus, but they thought it, they thought it was they thought it was really cool. And Plus, you're, uh, the, you're the inventor of the uh, the hey. hey. And, yeah. and he, he, he liked that. I, yeah, he liked that. I uh, I name dropped them in yep. my plane oh, the one. And then so. the plane show. Yeah, I actually listened. Yeah. That. good work on that. Um. And you actually Thanks. gave you actually gave us Grandpa Meatballs, which is still probably yep. the single funniest thing we've ever had happen on here. Yep, and he has meatballs tonight. So there you go. Nice. There you go. Nice. All right, guys. All right. This was fun. And we will uh, reconvene at some point for something. I don't even remember what we... <laughs> you know. And actually, we're, we're recording this far enough before we're actually going to put it out that I probably shouldn't say anything like that because whatever I say now will probably be out before this is. So, all right. Later, guys. Peace. Later. They left and... I forgot to turn it off.